This episode of the Tokunet podcast is sponsored by Tokulectables, CS Toys Japan, and the webcomic Red Belt. If you would like to hear your name or business at the beginning of the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash the Tokunet. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tokenet Podcast. I am your host, Yasin, and I am joined by Nicole. Hi! And Brody. Gabrincha! Jeez. <laughs> oh my god, you nerd. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, will, I will never not ham it up when I have the opportunity presented to me. Oh, I know. That's fair. For sure. How are you guys doing? Good. Ready to talk about dinosaurs. Yes, I've been waiting weeks to talk about this yeah literally <laughs> yeah this this uh podcast has been a long time in the making you know the heisei retrospective wasn't supposed to go as long as it did <laughs> that was supposed to be one episode yeah <laughs> originally three. three three hour episodes that's amazing Sometimes there's oh just too much to say it's a lot it's 20 years that's oh my true. god it's 20 years oh guys we're old uh... <laughs> But today, we are covering a lot of years in much less time, because there's only four <laughs> shows to talk about. Yes, yes. So, with this uh, Dino Sentai podcast, we're going to be talking about the four Sentai-themed... No, <laughs> wow. The four Dino-themed Sentai series that has gone on in the franchise, which is uh, Kyoryu Sentai Ranger, which came out in 1992... Bakuyu Sentai Avaranger, which came out in 2003. Zuden Sentai Kyoryuger, which came out in 2013. And the currently airing Kishiryu Sentai Ryu Soldier, which is 2019. Yes, good clarification. I mean, people could be listening to this like five years from now. Like, what? Oh my Hi, God. future people. Hello, future people. How is it? We want to know everything. <laughs> Tell us everything. <laughs> Tell us everything at once. Comment yes. the current Sentai airing if this is not 2019. Also, yeah. let us know if the world is on fire or not. That's a good thing to know. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to the Time Rangers for me. Yeah. Was that the year 3000? <laughs> I, I, I know there was a song about the year 3000. Okay, let's go back on topic. Sure. <laughs> All right, so uh, Kyori Sentai is Year Ranger. Let's start with that. Um, this is a show that I've seen, I saw maybe 10 years ago, I think. Um, and it's basically, the there are five uh, young warriors, and they are basically in a long sleep or cryostasis, something like that. And they get awakened once uh, the evil witch Pandora is uh, break, broken out of her seal, and they are brought back to life to defend the earth. And to defeat Bandora. And they are basically ancient knights. But they're also like humans that are evolved from dinosaurs? From what I remember? I, I think what it was was that three of them are knights. Um, red is a prince, green is a prince. a prince, and pink is a princess. 
And I don't think that they were evolved from dinosaurs, but they are each from a different tribe worshipping one of the dinosaur gods, or, or guardian beasts, as it was translated in the Shout subs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brody, you've seen the show, right? Yeah, I watched it uh, on Verve with the Shout subs. Um, oh, wow. It was, cool. so that was, that was recent. That was, yeah. I think, last winter, or maybe sooner than that, but... It it was it was fairly recent. I wrote a full review on Tokunet. Go check that out. Uh, so so yeah, what are what are your thoughts on the show? Oh boy. Uh, okay. So I had some <laughs> conflicting thoughts because it, the show sets up a lot of great stuff, and it also sets up a lot of worse stuff. So overall, I would say it it, it tries to be a fantasy show, but it basically just does that by throwing a bunch of fantasy. Uh, stereotypes into the mix like we have a monster based on this myth and we have a monster based on that myth a lot of uh, a lot of mythology actually in this um but they never really take the time to build out the world and really make it feel like it's a cohesive narrative that they're trying to tell it, it the pieces really start coming together when you get closer to the end you start understanding why there's been such an emphasis on children because they build it into Bandor's backstory. Yeah. And I, I appreciate stuff like that. Um, I also appreciate the fact that somehow they made me care about Budai after Budai did a bunch of stuff that I felt like I was never going to forgive. There was, there's the time when he attacks the city with the, with, um, with, uh, I, I lost his name, the dragon. Um, and it just, it, it you see, Caesar? Yes, Dragon Caesar, thank you. Okay. Um, and you see just a lot of victims and people running and hiding and it it's it's pretty yikes. It's like it's 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 the kind of thing that seems so cruel and so evil and self centered that I didn't think he deserved redemption after that. But somehow you get to the part where he's working with the Zhu Rangers and then he dies, as everyone knows by now at this point. Well. Um well, I mean, okay, some people maybe haven't who haven't looked <laughs> into it. There's always new people. There's all, I guess there's always new people, yeah. I mean, it's the sort of thing that you find out about watching Gokaiger. Um and Yeah, Gokaiger is not a good show to watch if you're first starting into Sentai cuz it spoils so many things. It may yeah. spoil things, but it is also like a history lesson. Anyway, I started with Gokaiger. Anyway, overall if I were to sum up my thoughts on Zhu Ranger, it's got a lot of great things that it set up, and its pacing was probably its biggest issue, and, and just sort of having sort of this unclear vision for what certain things were in the show. Like, um, at the end, when they leave, they depart from Earth to go to the Guardian Beasts, uh, they, they, they basically ascend into Heaven, I guess, but it kind of is a bit unclear that they had to do that in the first place because they never mentioned it before. And I and also Burai wasn't there, and I felt like that would have at least been closure and it would have been more clear as to what was going on. And yeah, so there's good, there's bad. Overall, it's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed the show. I was kind of apprehensive at first. Um, first time I tried to watch it i got maybe an episode two in and i was like this isn't what i was expecting i don't really i wasn't in the mood for it um but then i went back and watched it 
and I was actually really like captivated by how they were using like you know fairy tales and stuff uh folklore to make monsters and stuff like that i thought it was very unique for what uh sentai was doing i think this is something that george would probably kill me if i didn't mention but most of the creative staff behind z ranger was like it was a new creative team for the whole thing like producer writer all that like they were all new to sentai i think as far as like leading in i think was the season before jetman jetman was the last season that had like traditional people that were in from the 80s i guess so this was like the start like of a new generation of sentai creators so maybe that is a bit of a reason why this story is kind of a bit all over the place at times um like they were trying to find their way yeah i think so but i i also didn't have a problem with it at all i quite enjoyed the story for the most part and i was okay with it because i mean it's mostly an episodic show so i was kind of just along for the ride as far as the characters go um there's definitely a focus on burai and uh uh geki for obvious reasons you kind of get a little less of uh, blue and yellow from time oh, to time, yeah. but at the, at, at, when they're together, I mean, it's it, I find them a lot of fun. Um, I think my favorite character was probably Black. I think he was always like Goshi. The yeah, Goshi was always like kind of the the anchor of the show, and he's like the. He's the adult, quote unquote, of the show. I'm, I'm, I'm really with you right there. Like Goshi yeah. just always comes in clutch. He always, he was always the guy holding it together. But he was also wasn't afraid to really challenge Geki from time to time. Yeah, because Geki would definitely. He's Geki's very, you know, he can be laser focused at times, from what I remember. Oh yeah. Um. So I could see like Goshi would once in a while, you know, step in and say that this is what we're supposed to be doing. Let's let's. Let's do this, and you know, yeah. Goshi, Goshi is the really the the uh, Goshi. Um, Geki is really the sort of manly, testosterone fueled sort of red at times, and then other times <laughs> he gets more emotional. Um, yeah. Mostly when Budai is around, he, I, I, well, I think I said, obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think I said in my review that um, when Budai was around, he would turn into sort of a little kid. It seemed like a, like he would go from being like everyone, you do this, you do that. Let's go, and and he would go from that to being more like Onisan, come help. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was the younger brother, right? He was. Yeah, so that that actually kind of you 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 have soft spots, and yeah, when you get when something like that happens, it definitely exposes you a little bit. I really kind of liked that that part of him. I liked it. It it it, it made him more of a he had more dimensions than the average Red Ranger because of it yeah i was gonna comment that a lot of people say that about geki especially because of the heroes before him like they never really had that much dimension especially the red sentai heroes yeah it's really interesting how it changed yeah um i think they especially with this season they they wanted to give focus to more than one character which is which is good for once um but yeah for the most part i i like the show um the actor who plays Geki, uh, Yuta Mochizuki, uh, he's a former stuntman. So seeing him 
uh, in action in the show was always a treat because he's the one person who knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that time. nice? Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, we've had that from time to time, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was cool seeing him in this, and it, it, he goes on to be Kamarada J later on. Oh yeah, but yeah, another thing that I, I always liked about it, um, I love the suits. Uh, they yeah. They're so like they're simple and clean, but they get mm-hmm. the point across. And the helmets are just something that I will always love. Yeah, I agree with that. The helmet design, I think, of course, it captures like the dinosaur theme, but it's definitely not like over the top as you'll see in the other seasons, where it yeah. is like really like in your face. But I really like the subtleties of the helmet design. Yeah, I mean, as far as helmets go, I think this is probably the second most simple. Like, mm-hmm. I think Alba Ranger is like the most simple. Yeah, uh, helmet oh, design yeah. Uh, with you soldier being the most insane. Yeah, <laughs> oh. uh, yes, um, <laughs> a little bit. But um, along with that, like the dinosaur mechs uh, or the guardian beast mechs, some of them are kind of uh, they're hit and miss at times. Mm-hmm. But I love how sort of I don't know if revolutionary is the word, but they they were definitely pushing the boundaries as far as like what a mech was in a sentai because I mean, before this we mostly got you know vehicles and you know how you know airplanes and aircrafts and spaceships and stuff like that um the only exception probably is uh live man and jetman but jetman even jetman is just planes like with bird faces on it <laughs> yeah so, sort of it was sort of um Oh man, I I actually haven't seen any old any older Sentai like from that sort of era, so I need to like look up the picture to be sure. But I, it sounds like you're it sounds like it's comparable to um, Go Onger's approach, where they just have like vehicles that have faces on them. Kind of, but the way that Jetman did it, at least it felt it was more like it felt like one of those like World War II planes where they painted you know a face uh, on it or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not. It wasn't like you know, Gohanger where like the googly eyes and stuff, and it's very cartoony. It felt like it was kind of paint up, but also went with the design, so it kind of worked. But it was still at the end of the day, it was still just a jet. Whereas uh, with this and with Live Man a few years before, they went with the animal theme, and with this, like I feel like they went a lot farther with it, uh, to the point where they have a, you know, one that can be a man in suit. With oh, the yeah. Tyranno- with Tyrannosaurus Rex, you know, like that's yeah. something that I don't think we really had before this, like a a singular mech before he became the you know the big Robo. Oh yeah, you might be right. We're at least where the singular mech got more like screen time, you know, yeah, especially yeah. like Dragon Caesar, like Dragon Jesus, oh my God, yeah, that yeah. design is so good. And I love just how many how much of it's it's an homage to like Godzilla. Mm-hmm. it's so good um yeah but yeah like it, i've always been impressed by uh specifically uh Sabretooth or yeah uh i'm really bad at the mech names I'm, i apologize <laughs> i'm gonna try and look it up but what i loved about it i love how it articulates it's so mm-hmm. like especially the, the, the feet it's like for a model it looks really good and they made it really convincing yeah especially for the time i yeah. think they did a good job on it says saber tiger 
Guardians Saber of the Galaxy. Saber Tiger. Saber Tiger. That's yes, right. I yeah. think okay. it's okay. Saber Tiger. I, yes, the, they're all. Um, there's Tyrannosaurus. There's Zoo Mammoth. There's Triceratops or, or Triceratops, depending on how you pronounce that. It's you know it's Japanese. Um, Saber Tiger and Pteranodon, and then there's Dragon Caesar and King Brachion. Yeah, yeah like uh, Triceratops and uh, Zoo Mammoth. They're they're pretty much like tanks in a way um yeah zoo mammoth especially yeah but yeah saber tiger is one of those ones that just it always stuck out to me just because of how how much that model that model like sort of kind of emotes and it kind of feels like a tiger oh yeah yeah the way it moves and everything like that um but yeah also the i don't have the names off my offhand but the designer uh, for uh, Daijujin, he was an apprentice of the designer of Go- uh, Golion or Voltron. Oh wow! Oh, that would make so much sense. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, that's why. I mean, you know, people. Are like, oh, it looks like Voltron. It's like literally, it's because it's kind of an homage to his yeah. mentor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense, but it makes the design a lot more unique in Sentai oh, totally. in general because Sentai never did anything like that before. Yeah, then. yeah, totally. It's a, it's also now kind of like iconic. I mean, mm. like like they 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 brought this sort of design inspiration. Like they specifically took inspiration from this design. It looks like when they were doing things like uh, Gojujin in Gokaiger. And I mean, oh, yes. of, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. Course, I mean, I mean, of course, that was meant to be a homage because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Gokaiger, but you know, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of you can see a lot of influence like throughout the years of Sentai mechs based off of Daijujin. Like, I don't know if it's it is actually, but I always got a vibe from that with the uh, I forget the name of it, Gingaman, Gingaman. No, yeah. that always gave me a bit of that vibe. Oh, that's a really good comparison. I never thought about that before. Yeah, that one, uh, Gal Ranger kind of has that a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it, I feel like this was like a a turning point in Sentai as far as thematic sense goes, design, sort of storytelling, action. Like Zoo Ranger kind of was a a a switching point for Sentai, in my opinion. Um, yeah. As as great as Jetman is, I feel like that was the last one of the previous era and Z Ranger, like Z Ranger up until I'd say, I don't know, Car Ranger maybe, or something like that is like that's where that change goes and that's where it feels like the most nineties for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it has like just a unique feel to it and it started with Z Ranger. You're gonna have to watch more old Sentai. You dude, you should, totally should. Uh, I'm still working my way through it because I haven't seen, honestly, I haven't seen Car Ranger yet, which is bugging me now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen everything but Car Ranger, Gingaman. Is Time Ranger, Time Ranger, no, Time Ranger is 2000. So, yeah, I think those are the only ones I haven't seen. I, yeah. Oh, and Oranger. Ranger. My, yeah, my process Ranger. has been, um, you know, I started with Gokaiger and then I sort of, caught up to current um and then i started going back and watching them backwards basically oh, so that, okay. that, that's bit that i have sort of 
processes with this kind of thing, like be it video games or watching shows or what, I like to keep track in a particular order of how I do things. Like yeah. I'll clear, like in a game, I'll clear all of the missions for one stage before I move on. Um, oh man, you must take you forever to do the game. <laughs> Listen, I still haven't beaten Breath of the Wild. It's killing me. Oh. Um, wow. But regardless, I so currently in my Sentai watching before going back to watch the two Dino Sentai in preparation for this. Um, I had gotten down to uh, I I, wa- I finished Golonger, so next up is Geki Ranger. Oh yeah, my boy, dude. This is gonna be a Geki Ranger podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> you thought this was a Dino Sentai podcast, but it was Geki Ranger all along. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I would love to do a martial arts themed one at oh. some point, but there's only three right now i think yeah it's but... enough for a crossover according to go busters versus cure you <laughs> oh, good point <laughs> um oh yeah i um i i think i think zero ranger is one of those shows where a lot of people get turned off by it because of the juxt- juxtaposition of like what people think the show will be and what it actually is as far as like a it has a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's a bit slower pace of a show. Um, there's a heavy influence on like you know fairy tales and folklore that influences the monster of the week formula. But I feel like it's it's a show definitely worth checking out. It's something that's I don't know. I feel like it's rather unique. It's a fun ride. It's a, it's a fun ride for sure. I definitely think it's worth seeing. I would not say in any capacity is it a bad show. Um, it tends to drag on a little bit before you get to meet Burai. But, I mean, once you do meet Burai, things just don't really slow down that much. Um, well, it, 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 it does interesting things where it's like, it takes like four episodes before they actually use the mech for the first time. Yeah, Like, yeah. they go on a journey to, like, regain their powers. kind of. Yeah, situation. yeah, so... That that's something to note is that like you know being a bit of an older Sentai, they ta- they don't have as many collectibles to sell as you know all of the Ryusouls or all of the Judenchi. Uh, they don't have as much going on in that department, so they can take their time to introduce them a little slower and sort of make each one feel that much more significant. Like they have, they always fight in. Um, in Daijujin, and there are very few times when they form a larger mech, um, and it takes them a very long time to do that in the first place. And it just makes it feel, it makes Daijujin feel that much more powerful. And, like, the base mech for any Sentai these days feels so much less powerful than Daijujin felt. So that when you get to the part where Budai is teaming up with Bandora, and they supposedly kill Daijujin, it feels like a big deal. Like, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah. And that's how I that's how I really felt watching it. And I'm like, I know they're going to get out of it, but I don't know how. It, it feels dangerous. I kind of miss that, you know? Oh, like I, I miss more of that sense of danger. I miss more of that, like, you know, we're not throwing toys at you every week. Not to mm-hmm. say, like, the new Sentai is bad for doing that or anything like that. Yeah. But it's still, like, a cooler story development when they can more slowly introduce things. Nowadays, I mean, you may get the ne- the mech, like, in episode two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, that's at most, you know what I mean? 
yeah yeah this one is like they everything felt like an escalation but at a since it's farther apart it gives more gravity towards it all which i think is like really helps with the story especially when you get stuff like um combinations of different mechs like oh. having dragon caesar combined with daijujin that's a huge moment that, Yo, that, oh, that, that was a big deal and that came right after the legendary fight between geki and burai that was yeah. the, that that was how they ended the episode they said hey <laughs> by the way they're, they're just like by the way goryujin is a thing or wait, wait was that it mech is really cool it was goryujin it was because that that's um that that's Zhu Mammoth and uh, Triceratops and Saber Tiger with Dragon Caesar. Mm-hmm. So that that was when they introduced Goryujin. Um, some of the I get some of them confused a bit with the names. Yeah, yeah, but that, I totally that, that was that was a real big deal though. So yeah, it's it's one. Of, yeah, I, I do miss like the way they. I wish. I mean, I know it's never gonna happen, but I kind of wish they would go back to cutting back on the. Uh, collectibles a bit mm-hmm. and kind of just have a bigger focus on what they have and have them have them figure out how to get out of situations without just getting a new thing yeah i, I think that sometimes they they it it kind of depends on the writing is what it comes down to because the last time that i felt like the team was in real danger was when in Q Ranger they had that episode where they're back they go back in time and mm. Lucky gets very badly injured. Um that was that the was last cool. I think I think in Q in Q Ranger in general that that whole series was sort of this it, they felt like they were in danger a lot. So and they had a lot of collectibles. There were a lot That's of true. That's yeah, so, a good point. I, so I think that really it's a matter of you know, if they're going to introduce the collectibles, you know, go ahead, do that. Get that get that out of the way. But be sure to write scenarios that really feel desperate. Mm-hmm. And, and like, they have to really grow in some way to overcome them. And that'll feel satisfying so long as it's, you know, in line with all the character development and all the plot lines that they introduce. And, you know, if they hang a Chekhov's gun on the wall. Right. Anything else to say about Z-Ranger? I got nothing. Unfortunately, I haven't watched the show in full, but I think I do agree that from what I've seen, the designs, the story, everything just really kind of revolutionized Sentai because it's so different than the shows before it. That's Mm -hmm. definitely for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, we didn't really talk too much about... um, we, We didn't talk too much about Dan or Boy, with Dan, I feel like there, it's worth mentioning that as uh, Tracera Ranger, uh, he's he's characterized as being very as being kind of rebellious and flirty, the free spirit of the team. Um, and I just sort of appreciated him as a bit of a comic relief at times. Mm. But at the same time, he's you know he's the warrior of courage. You know, he's very um, he's he's a good character overall. Yeah. But um, what, whereas I have things to say about him, I have much less to say about Boy. Because I don't feel like in the show he gets, he he really doesn't get much. He gets an episode where he's apparently a ninja, and that 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 had never come up before that episode, and that is now all I remember about him, is that hey he's boy, 
the warrior of hope, the ninja. But I appreciate, um, but you know, in contrast to those two, I really appreciate May's uh, characterization. You know, she she shows a lot of her. Uh, she shows more depth, I think, than some Pink Rangers have in throughout Sentai history. Yeah. I, I, I man, I couldn't stand her. <laughs> There were, there, were, there were times there were times when I couldn't uh, when, when I didn't like her as much but then there were t- other times when I liked her more the standout moment from May for me is when she was chasing Lamia around in uh, one, in the one episode where she keeps changing costumes changing disguises oh yeah 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 because he, my first experience with that episode trope was in Gokaiger and I hadn't right. seen it in any other Sentai until watching Ranger, and mm. I realized it was a throwback to an older episode trope all along, and I just really appreciated that. Yeah, that's the first time I saw that was kind of like you, but not in Gokaiger. It was the I don't know. Have you ever seen the Gal Ranger versus Super Sentai uh, crossover special? Uh, I have not. So that was basically instead of having to team up with the previous Sentai, I guess they went. They did a twenty fifth anniversary, and that was what it was. And it was the Gal Ranger cast basically being, I think they were they were thrown into different timelines or dimensions or something like that. And they would interact with other heroes. And the heroes would basically teach them about the history of Super Sentai. And then you would get like a huge clip show of like, oh, wow. like so like, uh, I think uh, Gal White runs into, I think someone from Mega Ranger and someone else, uh, one of the the female Rangers, and they talk about that, you know, how, you know, women, uh, female Sentai Rangers of the past have used uh, disguises to thwart their enemies. And then they just saw a huge, like, maybe a a four or five minute clip of past Rangers doing that. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's, Um, That's fun. And then they do it because they learn how to do it. <laughs> so then they, they use it in that, in that in their timeline or whatever. Of course, and it's pretty fun. And that was a, that was what, how I figured out about that kind of trope and other tropes as well. Um, about you know the strong ranger or the fast ranger or the smart you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Can't, like I learned about it from that special, which I think you should watch if you ever get a chance because it's actually pretty good. It's got like uh, Miyayuchi comes back as Big, Big Red or Big One. Oh wow! Yeah, they have a few cameos, which is really cool. Okay. Um, my favorite episode, episode forty-six, presenting the vicious squadron. A, a it's 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 the most insightful look, in my opinion, into the G Rangers characters, out of any other episode. Mm. It's the one with Dora Mirage creating G Ranger imposters, oh. um, and where all of the citizens are fooled into thinking the heroes are the enemies and they start like throwing rocks and stuff at them. And so they feel super hopeless and defeated, but this older woman uh, takes them in for a day or two and they spend time with her and they celebrate her birthday and she knows who they are, but she's not scared of them. And it gives them the strength that they need to be like, okay, they've all abandoned us, but we still have a responsibility to protect them anyway, because they don't understand and just I, I just really loved that episode for seeing another side to them, seeing them mm-hmm. all just acting like normal people instead of like these legendary heroes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of want to watch the show again. It's been so long. 
it's it's worth watching and especially when you get to the parts with like um bandora's son kai and you see that oh she lost him that's why she hates children so much and that's why there's so many children in the show like i i I get that they put a lot of kids in the show because there are kids watching the show but they're they're all children that like oh i guess they know every child in this entire city um but it makes a lot of sense when you look at the overall theming of the story and i just really appreciate that about it anyway i don't really have that much else to say about it besides that (laughs) i will say the my one the one moment that always sticks out to me is uh dragon caesar mourning the loss of uh oh you just broke my heart it's it's the most emotional i've been towards a robot ever (laughs) It's ridiculous. <laughs> Don't like, you love those moments? Oh it's my great. God. And if you, uh, George actually did a video many years ago, um, on our old website, uh, old YouTube channel, I think, which we don't have much on it, but he made a, uh, I forget what it was called. I don't know, but it was like Dragon Caesar basically walking around depressed, and he oh. puts like a really sad song in. In the background of it. <laughs> oh no! And it will. I'll link it to you guys later. It will break your heart. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, why do you hate me? Oh my god! I mean, um, that the thing that made that scene and that episode was uh, Geki playing the uh, Jusoken for Dragon Caesar. Yeah, yeah. It was such an emotional moment. <sighs> this show really has a lot of deep emotion in it and it's, it really does it's it that, that's really kind of part of what makes it worth watching because even if you can't get into the episode into the monster of the week stuff even if you don't like the episodic sort of stuff stick around for the plot because you will get attached to the characters over time and when they make those sorts of hits on you it's it hurts yeah <laughs> and it, it's it's worth feeling the emotion yeah, look up the video, We Love You, Dragon Caesar. Oh, oh no. <laughs> George, you are great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to Bakuyu Sentai Abaranger. Abba, 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 that, that song was in my head for a month straight while I was watching the show. <laughs> it gets stuck in there. I was, like, uh, walking to the work bathroom singing it. <laughs> I would, yeah, I was like singing in the car. It just, it just, it, yeah. Even to the point where, um, and this is jumping ahead, but in the, uh, crossover movie with Decker Ranger, um, I don't know if you guys have watched Decker Oh, let me guess. Everyone does it. No, no, no. Uh, I don't remember that part. But, um, Jasmine, who is an Esper who can like basically read people's minds, he will, she, you know, reads the mind of, Ryuga uh, to see if he's actually telling the truth that he is a hero. Um, and he says, she says, he's telling the truth. And then all of a sudden she starts doing a dance. Abba, 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 and then everybody looks at her and is like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know, but it's playing a loop in his head this whole time. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Yo, Ryuga, same. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is um, the second Sentai, uh, Dino themed Sentai series. Um, and this one has a very different approach, whereas, you know, the previous one was kind of a fairy tale thing where, you know, the dinosaurs were guardian beasts from the past and all that stuff. This one, 
um, has them being from another dimension or Earth altogether called Dino Earth. And they're brought into our Earth, which is called, which they call another Earth. And they are basically drawn to certain individuals. And at first they're, you know, going berserk and trashing Tokyo and all that stuff. But then they uh, sort of bond with uh, the heroes and they become Avarangers. I I tried to watch this series before and this is another one where I was like, I can't stand the Red Ranger. I don't want to watch it. Um, <laughs> no, that, this was, this was, granted, this was like 10 years ago. <laughs> so, okay, okay. Because okay. Um, this is at a point where it's like, I liked, you know, Deca Red. I liked Geki Red. Um, I could tolerate Maji Red. But at that point, I started to watch Buck, uh, Abba Ranger. And I was like, I can't take another loud Red Ranger. Holy crap. So I had to stop yeah. for a while. But no, going back and like watching this show, man, I absolutely adored it. Like, I love pretty much every character in this show. It's great. And Red especially, because he has so much more depth than I gave him credit for in the beginning. What did you guys think of the show? I gotta say, I never really liked the designs of the Abba Rangers, except for Abba Ray Killer. Oh Mm. my god, that suit is dope. It is. is. I gotta disagree with you on that one, just because um, I would say that for me, the the, the Abba Abba Ranger suits are one of the, uh, to me, they're one of the most classic designs. Just, I really like how they have the emphasis on sort of being more of a one-piece sort of look rather than emphasizing the belt. Um, I just, I don't I don't know. There's just something about them that seems, like, energetic and just... I've known them the longest, probably, out of any of the other Sentai suits. Mm-hmm. So, to, to me, it's just so very Sentai. It's just, it's, it's one of my favorite... It, it's probably my favorite suit designs, apart from, like... I don't know, the Gokaijers or something. Okay. Well, yeah, I I guess. I guess, like, so if I have to break down the suit, like, the helmets are real cool. Because they're kind of, like, they're simplistic, like we mentioned. It's pretty cool. But the suits themselves, I really don't know. It's the triangles, man, or whatever they are. The diamonds or whatever. The accent pieces. They're just so gaudy. (laughs) I always thought that. What about when they do Abari mode? Uh, I don't remember how that looks like. It's it's like the triangles on their suits like turn into spikes hanging off of their suits, and they like slice them against enemies sometimes. Um, um and and each one has sort of their own particular feature. Um, well, okay, well maybe not red and blue. I don't think not, not that I can remember. But like yellow has actual uh, wings like Jetman hanging off of her arms oh yeah yeah, and and there was there was one other one ranger that had um a particular detail in abari mode that was particularly notable but i can't remember so i do like the the abari killer when he goes into that mode because the spikes they they really stand out really well in his suit and i do like abari yellow just because it adds wings but other than that i still think it's like super tacky on the rest of them. Mm. What, what, you know, what gets me about Abari mode is that they use it almost every battle. So it, <laughs> it, it kind of diminishes a bit the power that they get from it. 
except for Abari Killer, because they wait so long to do Abari Killer's mm -hmm. Abari mode, and that when they finally do it, you're like, what? He's got more power? Which episode did they start using that power of form? Because it seems ah. like they started it pretty early, when you think of, like, other Sendai for, seasons. For most of them, they started using it in, like, episode two or three. And they never explained oh it. They just sort of started using it. They didn't even name drop what it was called for a very long time. Because uh, the thing is, like, they're, they're powered by their aberrant guts, right? So they're powered by emotion, basically. Yeah. Like, they're powered by this sense of doing right or whatever. And that's kind of what powers up their, you know, their suits or whatever. So I think it was, I don't know if they knew exactly what it was when they first did it. It just kind of happened. They're, they got really pissed off and then boom. Abre mode. So it's, I've always seen it as that. I've always seen it as like, if I was going to equate it to something, it's like Kaioken from Dragon Ball. Like, oh, it was really powerful yeah. in the beginning, but after a while, it became just like, you know, a way to enhance his basic attacks kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's kind of how I saw it. Um, as far as the suits for B, I love the helmets. Because mm. um, so they feel like minimalistic versions of these Ranger helmets. Yeah. Um the suits, however, did I I kind of I I'm kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. I grew to like them by the end of the show. Um but it took me a while to like them and a lot of it is because I don't know what it is about these suits, but it makes it looks skinnier on these on in this Sentai than any other Sentai. Even though it's yeah. all spandex and it's all, I mean, it's mostly the same suit actors from the season before and the season after. But for some reason, it looks smaller. It makes them look mm -hmm. smaller and it kind of looks a bit more bare boned. Yeah, which to me doesn't look that good. It's an optical illusion for sure because of all the diamond triangle yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like directly on the side. Now, if they like played up with the pattern a little bit more. I think it wouldn't have the same effect. Maybe would look a little bit better, but I don't know. I don't know. Who am I to critique the suit designers? <laughs> Overall, I think they're good suits. It just it took some getting used to for me, at least. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't know. I, I kind of like them. Like I, they, they remind me personally of like. It's it's gonna sound bad the way I described this at first, but just stay with me. Okay. They kind of remind me of like, like like the sort of thing that I would wear as a onesie. So like like you can really it it feels like the sort of suit you can really jump around in and and go wild. Oh, with. I see. I see what you mean. That'd be like fun pajamas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not usually how I would describe a suit in Super Sentai though. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just really like them. But yeah, I, I this show was very. It's a, it, I thought it was a lot of fun. You had the you know, the bad guys uh, trying to take over another Earth from Dino Earth. I think all the characters basically had their moment. I feel like it was well, Ranru kind of had her moment. She was kind of confusing to me though. Like what a motives. common theme in Sentai. Yeah, it, it sucks because, like, for a while they would, you know, she would be she's the daring one and she's the one that's mm. always like wants to go in head first kind of thing, you know. Um, but after a while, I mean, she still kind of does that, but then 
I feel like her perspective kind of shifts a little bit. And also the way that the dino, their dino partners interact with them. I always feel like she was a bit shortchanged. Yeah, I feel like that that kind of era in Sentai happened a lot. I feel yeah. like it only got a, like a little bit better with like Decca Ranger in them, but yeah, yeah, it's, it sucks because like she like when this when the show starts, like she's she was probably my favorite character because mm-hmm. she was the most uh, sort of gung ho about everything. But yeah, because like Re, uh, Ryoga, you know, he's he's a, well, essentially, he's a father. Even though it's technically not her, his kid, but uh, he's taking care of his niece, and he's got the fathership role, and that's the thing that he identifies with uh, his dino partner. Which why am I forgetting all their names? I'm so bad at this. Wait, wait, wait which names? Uh, the the dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, uh, it's uh, their, their names are really, like really simple. They just yeah, they're really like Tyranno, right? No. Yeah, Tyrannosaurus, yeah. They just sort of, like, shorten the names of the actual dinosaurs, I think. Like, uh, Tyranno, uh, Tricara, uh, Terra, uh, Tarant, I'm, I'm getting this so wrong, aren't I? I'm gonna be so embarrassed That's about That's what I'm this. saying, I, 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 I don't wanna, I'm looking it up. Yeah. Tricara, or Kara. Okay, so I got, so I got that. Kara. Tricara is just named Kara. Oh, really? Oh, oh. And Tyrannodon is just Pitera or Terra. I kind of like that. I like that. I like how they're more shortened like that. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> and that's kind of how they end their sentences, too. Like when they talk, Terra or Kera. Oh, yeah. I feel like they were the ones that really started that, too. Because you see that in like Kyoyuger and all of them afterwards. Yeah. They start acting like cutesy dinosaurs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I, I love the relationships because they, they really care for each other um, between the Abba Rangers and the uh, the Bakuryu or the Giant Beast, whatever they're called. Because um, they all kind of just, you know, they have their own little relationships where, like, you know, uh, Blue is kind of like a he At the end of the show, he's kind of like an older brother to his <laughs> to Terra. Oh, Kara. I'm so confused. <laughs> Why is Tara and Kara the same thing? <laughs> Jeez. Um but yeah, I, I liked the how I liked how this show uh built a relationship between the Rangers and the mechs. I thought it was very unique for the show. And I feel like it it really solidified how mechs were treated in seasons afterwards. Like I feel like they really tried to strengthen that connection as the different seasons went on. Like, yeah. I feel like, um, oh, yeah, Q, Kyoyuger and Yu Soldier right now are, like, a really good example of that. They've done it well with the Dino Sentais, just trying to make them actually, like, connected really well to, you know, yeah. being partners and stuff like that. I love it. Yeah, I, I think this one is the one that, yeah, like you said, really started that. I mean, Zero Ranger... There's a bit of a disconnect for a while. I mean, outside of like, you know, I mean, there are, you know, partners in this, in that sense, but they're seen as deities or gods in that story. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit, bit of a disconnect, even though Dragon Caesar is very attached to Borai and, you know, it's very emotional when he passes away. Yeah. Um, 
it's not like in Avaranger, where mm-hmm. they are putting themselves on the line for each other, are learning about each other, and you know by the end of it when they have to say goodbye, it's like very emotional for them, and they're all giving each other you know parting words that are very heartfelt, except for <laughs> except for Yellow, because <laughs> everybody's like you know. Uh, you know, Tarano tells, you know, Ryoga, oh, you know, be a good father and taking care of Mai and this and this. And then, you know, um, Kara tells uh, Blue that, you know, you uh, sort of gives him a sentiment that he liked being his younger brother kind of thing. Uh, and then uh, Tara, Putera Tara tells uh, Ranru, oh, I hope you find love someday. I was like, Oh my god. Why? Why I don't even think they mentioned that at all in this series though. Or like I only felt like it was a little bit. Yeah. It was like an episode or so. It Uh was not it was not her thing. And then there's part of it where you forget like what her career was before. Like I forgot anyway. And then at one point it comes back up and it's like, Oh yeah. She was awesome. What happened to her? This is what happens when you have one one female in the group. I feel like it doesn't change whether it's one female or two, unfortunately. It's, yeah, well, that's true. I never lost track of Ronru. I don't I don't know. Because she was an inventor, right? No, no, that was her thing in the current day. Her old thing was that she was a pop idol. Right. No, right. But I'm saying she like when we see her in the first episode, she was kind of like an inventor kind of thing. She liked technology and stuff. She made her own bike and all that stuff. Remember? Yes. That that was always her thing, like, as she was part of the team. But then by the end of it, the last thing we see of her is, like, she's racing in, like, F1 or something like that. I'm like, I don't know. When did she become a racer? I don't. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, she did always have a thing for uh, machinery and, and like, speed. I guess. I guess that does. She, make she's sense. she's sort of like a, uh, a, a I, I don't know. She she likes cars too. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, can guess... like multiple things. Hey, yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying she can't. I'm just saying they didn't very well establish what she does because, like. Mm-hmm. Ryoga, I mean, he's a father, so they kind of focus on that. Uh, with uh, with uh, Yukito, he's a he's a masseuse, like but like a prof- like a world renowned masseuse or whatever. So right. they they had kind of defined character like jobs, I guess, quote unquote. Whereas Ranru is kind of Ranru is kind of I guess she was kind of like a master of all kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, but that's such a cop-out when it comes to how to portray female sent- or Sentai characters. Because, like, yeah. it, that's not a way to necessarily develop them. It's just yeah. trying to appease to be like, oh, she could do everything. But, like, there's no other substance to her. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a shame. Um, she, she had some cool moments in the show, though. Like, really cool moments. But, I don't, yeah. I don't really feel like... <sighs> Maybe it's just me, but I don't feel like it made her lesser to do more. I mean, maybe it did water down each individual thing that she did a bit, but 
I, I, I felt like that was just sort of her thing. Like she was quirky and she had all of these different interests. Um, and, or, or she had, I mean, really it was kind of two main interests and the, the, the racing thing at the end was just sort of a shoot off of one. Um, her two things were pop idol history and liking machinery and science and inventing and whatnot. I just kind of wish they used the techie side of her personality a bit more in a way to help, you know, in the fight, you know? On the one hand, yes. But on the other hand, as a counter-argument, uh, Jimmy Neutron, Pink Ranger in Ninja. I don't know. I always thought she was pretty dope, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I could go on for too long about why I didn't like Ninja. Science women, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I it was cool that they had her be a big scientist fan inventor person, uh, but the way that they implemented it was like literally Jimmy Neutron. I never seen Jimmy Neutron, so when I saw Ninja, that was the part that I liked about her. <laughs> okay, okay all right sure um i it was just sort of like she could magically invent anything that they needed at any time i guess but somebody needs to be smart on that damn show so <laughs> <laughs> okay fair the ninja hate podcast <laughs> uh, um okay so yeah we've talked i mean the main three um uh, we've talked about but my personal favorite uh character in the show was Asuka, Abre Black. Oh, Asuka was great. I loved him in this show. Like in the beginning, he's kind of um, he's kind of annoying because he's very self doubting and self pity. He has self pity because he lost his powers and the fact yeah. that I mean he he was. I mean the show starts with him sort of running away from uh, the bad guys and he has all of the uh, the Dino gems or whatever the crap they are. Uh, they. I don't think they. They didn't have. They had. He had. He had. He had. He had the transformation <laughs> devices. Was it the devices? Okay. They. But they I mean, didn't they, have like stones. It wasn't a gem thing. Yeah. It was. Yeah. He had. Because when you first see it, it's just like glowing lights. So I thought, oh, maybe it's that. Um, I, I. I think. I think we just. We just lost the challenge. <laughs> hey, I just got confused. Okay. It's okay. I understand. We won't um, count that against you. But yeah, he had the braces, and then he he got had the braces. He of, had the eggs. Well, he lost the eggs. Yeah, and then he got sort of blown up and blown into another Earth. So, sort of everything that happened in another Earth is kind of because of him. Well, but he was trying to protect it. Yeah, it, it it wasn't because of him. I don't, I don't like I don't think he opened the portals or anything. He didn't open the portal, but so it was because of the uh oh man, I lost the name. Evolians. Evolians, yes. Yeah. Um almost as uncreative as Death Galleons. Huh. It's it's all it's up there on the list. Just a play <laughs> on the word aliens. Yeah, do something, man. I guess. But anyway, yeah, no. He 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 was trying to protect them and just sort of accidentally fell through these portals. Yeah. So he felt, he, but he felt, you know, bad about that for like a good four or five episodes. Yeah. But I like that it took him that long to get his power back. Because even when he got his device, it was broken. And it took a while for it to, you know, sort of be repaired. 
Uh, oh, yeah. But then once you have that, you have his whole storyline with, you know, him and... Um, I want to see... What's her name? Not Haruka. I forget her name. Janu. Was it right, Janu? Right, right. Uh, yeah, Janu. Yep, Janu. Janu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who is... Uh, her real name... Well, her name in the show is actually... Oh, Mahoro. Yeah, Mahoro. Mahoro. Right. So it's that whole, you know, his relationship to her. And, you know, that I felt like that one, that was kind of the focus of the show for most of the time. But I felt it was pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and his motivations throughout, even if it was a lot of times to save her, but he never really lost focus of the fact that he still wants to save this earth. So mm-hmm. even if he had to fight her, he knew that it was to, to protect the Earth kind of thing. And I, I feel like he, by the end of the show, he had a very well-rounded character. Yeah. So we, we already talked about the, the first three. So talking about Ryoga, I noticed very early on how much of a focus being a father and a Red Ranger was for his character. And I thought that was one of the most interesting takes on a Red Ranger that I've ever seen in any Sentai. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. It was, it's like, you, it's the it's the one trope you never see. You Like, I had never even thought of that before. We had seen family themes in Sentai before, and we've seen fathers who were Red Rangers, but we never saw that as, like, the main guy. Yeah. Um, or at least I hadn't. I don't think they did it in any other show that I've seen so far. Um, uh, I can't think of any right now. Yeah, so so that's sort of a thing that's really unique to Abba Ranger that I really appreciated. And they made um, taking care of Mai a very key aspect of the whole show, which I, I, I just thought that was a really nice touch. And especially because everyone on the team bonds with Mai. And oh, she, yes. she, she's yeah. like the unofficial she's like the unofficial mascot for the team, basically. It's it's great. Also, um, that is like the cutest kid. I think I've ever seen. Oh, she's like, absolutely adorable. <laughs> she is adorable. Like when she gets sad, I want to cry. One hundred percent. And especially when, like, even even he, she she even melts the ice in Yukito's heart, so to speak, because he's he's a rather yeah. cold person. Oh, yeah. um, but like seeing Yukito uh, develop the way he does and eventually become like a genuine member of the team. And I I think it takes him the longest to develop to the point where he feels like he's bonded with everyone. Yeah. It takes a while for him because he's such a, not just a loner, but he's also, he has a chip. He has a huge chip on his shoulder from like family stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The the episode where he deals with his dad was Mm. probably one of the best episodes. Yeah. Um, going back to Ryoga for a second, the one the moment, to, one of the moments to me that made me really like him as a character and a Red Ranger. Um, there's an episode where Emity's parents visit. Oh right! And she gets turned into a plant. Mm-hmm. It's like a two parter actually, and the parents are kind of you know freaking out and it's like they're like you promised you would take care of her and protect her. You're not doing anything. What kind of hero are you? And the father is just kind of lashing out at Ryoga and Ryoga's just kind of taking all of the abuse that he's giving him. Cause he gets and, 
Yeah, and then, but then like Ranru is like about to jump in and say like, "Hold on, he's got this. Uh, Ryoga's got a kid, so he knows what it means to be a father." But before she gets a word out, she, he kind of stops her and sit, kind of motions her like, "Just don't do it," because he he knows what she, as a father he knows what the guy's going through. He's like, "Let him take out this aggression. Let him take out all this anger because he needs to he needs to vent because he's he doesn't know what to do. His daughter is." you know, in danger. He doesn't know what to do. And seeing Ryuga Ryuga kind of convey that without saying a word, I was like, that's a great character. Like that was a really good moment for him. Sorry, continue. You were talking about Yukito. Uh I, I just really like seeing him develop take as much time as he did to develop. Just he's the one who's like I guess there's always the sort of sto- more stoic member of the team. And in this show, it's him. And I liked seeing him take care of all of that um, baggage with his father. And I, and, and seeing all that, I just really appreciated that. But mm. um, you went and brought up Emity. And now I got to talk about Emity because holy cow, she is fantastic. My <laughs> first time meeting her, I, I believe, I mean, it had to have been her. I, it's been so long since I watched Gokaiger in that same episode I brought up earlier where um, I am was costume changing as a callback to the old yeah. episode trope. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that was Emity in that episode, but what? I can't. Okay, good, good. I yeah, she was in it. Yep, that was her. Yeah, Holy so because, because what happened was, you know, there's only five total ABBA Rangers, but there's six Gokaigers. So each of the five ones except for uh, I am had a key. And then she goes and gives an Abare Pink key to Ayam, and she transforms into Abare Pink, and I didn't even think that suit was ever going to actually be used in Abba Ranger, but no, it was originally from Abba Ranger, and in that yeah. same episode, <laughs> in that same episode where um, she gets turned into a plant in the end, she starts out as Abare Pink fighting alongside the Abba, well, quote-unquote fighting alongside the Abba Rangers. She does a little bit, I guess, against the Grunt Soldiers, but... Um, no, yeah, seeing that was just... I, I am such a weird Sentai fan because I see the, all of the stuff in Gokaiger and I'll go back and see where it's originally from and have the nostalgia for Gokaiger. <laughs> I don't think you're the only one. I think there's a, yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's a whole generation of Tokusatsu fans who got in with either Gokaiger or uh, Kamen Rider Decade yeah. that have yeah. that kind of a reaction when they actually watch the original shows. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do that too. It feels so weird because yeah. I have, I, I know that I have reverse nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, that's a good name for it. Reverse, well, reverse nostalgia. Oh my god. <laughs> reverse nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, Emily is great. I love how she talks about being Abare Pink all throughout the show, and then she finally gets to be Abare Pink, and it's and that whole episode was fantastic for so many reasons. Um. I just really appreciate Amity, and she gets her time to shine so many times in mm. different ways, and she's great. That's that's what I got to say about Amity. Uh, anyone else? About Emery or anybody else? Yeah, yeah, about about her, about any of the side characters, I guess, before we move, we go back to talking about the last member of the Alba Rangers. I got to oh, okay. say, 
I got to give props to Janu for having a sweet villain design with all that red vinyl. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, she looks so freaking cool. That was always one of my favorite, like, human, uh, female villain designs. So mm-hmm. cool. I loved her design. I loved her story, I think, probably more. Mm-hmm. Just, just seeing her struggle with having this personality from the dark arm, from the cursed armor. Mm-hmm. I, I, is that what they called it? The cursed armor or something? Uh, yeah, like dark armor, yeah. cursed armor. Yeah, something like that. Um, but seeing her struggle with those two personalities and eventually she has her memories return, seeing seeing just the back and forth of being able to be with Asuka and then not being able to be with Asuka and just... Oh, it was it was such a relationship drama that I had oh. never seen the likes of in Abba Ranger or in any in, in Sentai before. I think that was another thing with Ranru, where she became very invested in their relationship to the point where oh. she was like she was like it's sad that these two cannot be together. Every time one person becomes good, the other person becomes evil. When the other person becomes good, the other one becomes evil. And then the one person becomes good and the other person dies. So she's like she at some point she's just like why can't their love story just be happy? Kind of yeah, thing. I I remember that. That was I I I was with her on that. I was so frustrated about it. Like they 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 spend what like thirty episodes or something trying to turn Janu back. Freaking <laughs> they, they they spend all that time trying to turn her back into Mahoro, and she finally turns back. But but you don't see that. You just see that they both died, and I was like, that is the most tragic story I think I've ever seen. So so you you see them both supposedly die. And then she comes back as Maharo, and meanwhile we think Asuka's dead, and I'm like, I, did, I didn't think he was one of the dead Sentai members. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to happen. And then he comes back later, and she's shot up again. And it was it was so much. Unfortunately, I knew that he survived because um, another you know crossover thing that I watched was Bokanger vs. Super Sentai, oh. which was the 30th anniversary <laughs> uh, special. And that he came back for that. And it was right. It was, he comes back from Dino Earth to help them. Oh, okay. So at that point, what, when you, when I saw that, I was like, why does he have a baby? What, and what, like, <laughs> what's this going on here? And he watches like, Oh my God, it's that person. Holy crap. And that, it makes that whole scene in that movie is like oh my god that's so much more weight to it now man holy crap i i was super super invested in asuka and maharu's story so i i get where ranru was coming from <laughs> also as far as side characters go shout out to ryu nosuke who's the shop owner oh yeah the curry restaurant because like i mean if you like I didn't remember until I, you know, started to rewatch the show or started to watch the show was that like him and Emery had the blue and yellow transformation devices. Right, right. They tried to transform. They tried to transform. They couldn't. And that's when Yukito and Ranru come in and, you know, transform. Their dino guts were not strong enough. Well, they were the ones that were actually hearing the calling from the, the, uh, the dinos. Right, right. Asking for help. Right. Um, but yeah, one, after all that happened, he's like, yeah, you guys can totally use my uh, my curry restaurant as a base. Oh, by the way, I have all this technology behind this wall that you can use. <laughs> no, I think they this, like... <laughs> built that. 
I, they, they built that oh, yeah, they did. For, yeah, yeah. for their command center. I always, I remember for a long time, I was like, man, he just kind of brought that out of nowhere. But yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's pretty great when they ha- when Mahoro sees that for the first time. She's just like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something amazing about their base being a curry restaurant. Like, that's <laughs> that, that's what I would like. Are you but kidding me? It's honestly the most Japanese of the bases. <laughs> right? Is it? I feel like Shinkandra has the most Japanese base. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what we mean. That, that, that's, that's fair. I deserve wah, I deserve wah, that wah. one. <laughs> it doesn't it really doesn't get much more Japanese than either um Shinkenja or Ninja for that matter. Yep. I mean Hurricane too, technically. I guess so, yeah. Anything ninja based except for Kakuranja because their base was a cat bus. So. Yo. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a listicle that's top ten most Japanese bases in Sentai or whatever. <laughs> All right, Buzzfeed, let's do this. Oh, Toku feed. Oh, so so should we just you know get right into uh, Abare Killer? Yes. Okay, Abare Killer is a lot to unpack. So much Good to unpack. The, can I start? Nakai Sensei. okay abari killer the man the myth the legend he is he so i i struggle between calling him the sixth ranger and calling abari black the sixth ranger because abari killer for almost the entire show as far as the parts that he's in he's just a straight-up villain he does not join the team until, like, three episodes from the finale or four episodes from the finale. And when he finally does, two episodes later, he dies. <laughs> so it's, like, it's it's the sort of thing that's a long time coming, but he's he's barely there. And and at the same time, he's just the coolest of the, Ab- of the Abba Rangers, arguably, because of how amazingly powerful he is. He just, he takes out all of the base Abba Rangers... He messes with them on a frequent basis. He allies himself with the villains. He manipulates. He, honest, okay, honestly, up until seeing Abba Ranger, I had called Bure Duran from Gosager probably my favorite Sentai villain just for how manipulative he was and how conniving. Abare Killer takes the cake on that one. I feel like he takes it a bit too far, though. Oh, he he goes way far. It got disgusting at times, though. <laughs> like, um, there's I mean, there's a good part of it where he, you know, basically declares himself the uh, leader of the bad guys, even though he didn't, he wasn't really the leader or whatever, because he's just human. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, freaking what's her name? Oh, the the little girl. Oh, what's her name? I know where we're going with this. Mika- not Mikela. Um, oh, Rije. Rije. Yeah, Rije. Rije. So Rije is like a 10-year-old kid or whatever, but she's like the host of the uh, the main bad guy. I can never get his name because the version that I watched had all different types of names for it, so I can yeah. never keep it straight. Daisy Morgo or something. Daisy Mors or... Uh, I can't. It's a long name. I'm just gonna say big baddie. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's fair. Um, so, but yeah, 
she's kind of the host for him. Like, because he's in another dimension. But she's also Maharo's child. Kind of, that's where it gets very weird and creepy. Yeah. Because the main bad guy basically impregnates Mahoro? Yeah. That's a bad look. It was sort of like the aliens sort of impregnation, though, except not deadly. And then uh, Abre Killer basically not woos her, but like basically to get on everybody's goods, uh, to have everybody work for him, he kind of persuades her and kind of promises her like oh once you grow up uh then we can kind of be together or something like that yeah and it's a very creepy thing because then she becomes very obsessed with him and does like because he's she's also very powerful so she she can order everybody else around so she orders everybody else around in service of abra killer and then at some point I forget I forget exactly what happens, but then she kind of magically grows up and becomes like an adult out of nowhere. Okay, so it's kind of like I, I, I think okay, here's how I see it. Her aging seemed to have been uh sort of rapidly increased by the fact that she was the host for the Big Bad. It it seemed like she wasn't a normal child. She had this sort of magic element to her. She she was so like she was a lot older. Um, in I guess I don't know monster years. I don't know. Like like she was just really rapidly aging, and for a while she kept getting these these pains, this this burst of energy or whatever that was bothering her for so long. And then one day she like goes to sleep. And then wakes up and and grows into a grown woman, just out of nowhere, sort of like a bug coming out of a cocoon. Um, yeah, I don't know it's just that her, the whole like handling of like her and her relationship with Abra Killer just so weird and like very. And I mean, I know they want to make him the villain, so then they make, but then like it's it's still kind of disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, that's just weird, man. It was it was weird, and it was weird for exactly the reasons you're thinking of. I tried not to get too hung up on it because I was trying to think of the the big the larger context that they were trying to tell this within. Um, it it, it was weird. There's no there's no two ways about that. It was weird. I was just trying to see it as it was in the story. I guess. Well. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, it just, there was no consideration, I guess, for how it would look. I guess. When they did it. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of distracted it for me. I, I was I was also trying not to be, not to let that distract me too much, but it, it, it could have helped it because it just, it just, it happened for so long in the show. I just, I just sort of figured, I guess, that they were trying to do the sort of thing where it's like, oh, she looks like a little kid, but she's like decades old or whatever. Um, the sort of thing that they were pulling in, um, they're, 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 they were pulling that card also in Ryu Soldier now, but they were handling it much better, I think, just because they, they still... Okay, the way they handled it in Abba Ranger is sort of like they didn't consider the way it looks. In Ryu Soldier, what they do with... Um, Melto and um and uh, 
shoot, what's the what sister's Oto. name? Hmm? Oto, 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 right, right. Um, what they so with their sort of thing that they have going, they treat Oto like she's a child. And she says, but I'm 107 or whatever, or however old she is. And they're just like, yes, but no, you're still a child. <laughs> yeah, they acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They they could have done a different way to make it so that Abra Killer sort of persuades everyone in a way that, you know, ultimately serves to make him more powerful and to rule everything. It just felt like a weird thing to sort of have her... St- be strung along and then once she grows up he uses her power to like i mean he uses her influence to get what he wants uh i can't remember if he actually like kind of discards her of her i don't know no no he he actually does try to protect her to the end until she turns back into a little baby right she does turn back to a baby and that's the baby that Asuka's raising in Dino Earth. Yeah, basically the monster, the big bad got sort of removed from her when he was ready to sort to. He was trying to reunite with the half of him that was put onto another Earth, and so when they when he which fin- was in Abra Killer. Yes, when he finally became whole again, that was you know he was removed from Rije, and so she sort of went back to being a baby, and I think that I think that's what happened. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I remember before I watched the show, like, he was one of those... He was kind of held up as, like, kind of like Burai or... Um, uh, from from Jetman. Guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Guy. Like, he was kind of regarded as one of those where it's, like, such a memorable, you know, Sentai death and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Which it did have. But yeah, a lot of his character, after a while, kind of annoyed me. Hmm. Um, I liked how cocky he was and how he didn't care about anything except for his own entertainment and everything was boring. So he had to cause, he was basically an agent of chaos. He, he was a total which, sociopath. Or he, well, yeah, that's psychopath, who. sociopath, whichever one. Maybe both. Maybe. Um that part was okay, but it, once he once he decided that he wanted to join the ranks of the bad guys and try to rule them, that's the part where I kind of just started to not care much for him. Um, but then then he has his redemption thing, was like, okay, that's cool. But at that point, I was more invested in Asuka, so I didn't really care too much. Even though he had a good, he had a meaningful send off. And actually, I think that what sells his departure is um, his his Dino partner. The way that he's like, oh, yeah. no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go out together, kind of thing. It's a far cry from where they start out, where mm. they they are both fighting only for each only for each one's own entertainment. So like yeah. you know you know, uh, Abare Killer was in it just for himself, and he didn't care what. Um, he didn't care what his partner was doing. He didn't care what anyone was doing. He's just like, I'm just right. going to use everyone uh, to my own advantage. And right. what, um, you know, he didn't care what Top Gaylor was doing. And Top Gaylor didn't care what he was doing. They were just in it for each one's own self-interest. 
but then you get to that point where um you know he's got uh stego slide on for however long it is and stego slide on does care about uh what he's doing uh, to himself and eventually, Top Gaylor is just kind of like, yeah, this human needs help. Um, and in the end, Top Gaylor is willing to be there with him to the end. Yeah. And he and they, he becomes a real partner. I was surprised how long it took before he became a good guy. Yeah, me too. Because I was... Like, holy crap. I, w- I went so long in the show, and I and I knew that he was going to die. And I was like, when's it going to happen? More importantly, when is he joining the good guys? And I got to, like, episode 35 or something, probably, and I thought to myself, he's not joining the good guys, is he? How is he considered the Sixth Ranger? And then we get to, like, almost the end, and I'm like, oh, now he's an Abba Ranger. I see. Yeah. I've seen many, I've seen a lot of time, I've seen the clip of, you know, all five together doing the roll call. Yeah. Like, well, when does that happen? And I remember one of the times we were about to record this, I was getting ready to finish the show. And George was like, oh, you don't know when it happens, do you? I'm like, no, I'm like 40 episodes in, nothing's happened yet. He's like, oh my God. Yeah, you got to keep watching. So yeah, watching this was like, that takes a lot of guts, like writing wise and stuff. To, like, have an evil ranger be along for that long. Surprise, surprise! That's what Dino guts were all along. Wow, that was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Listen, it had to be said at some point. Can we cut his mic? Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> what amazing friends I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Overall, even though I think uh, Nakadai slash Abra Killer is kind of problematic or pretty problematic, mm-hmm. overall I think it's a it's a decent show. I think it has, for the most part, really like fun characters and people that you do connect with throughout the show. Oh yeah, um, I think it has great action. I think it has like. Um, I wouldn't say that I'd say the individual mechs are great because I like that they all have personalities. It's like a struggle to get everybody back because, like, Abra Killer, you know, takes like four oh, of yeah. them or something like that. So there is that bond between the Rangers and the Dinos that I really like. I do wish that this is the era of Sentai where they do as much CG as they can. Oh yeah, so I it bugs me, I guess. Like it's 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 when they are fully formed and they have you know their abereno and all that stuff, it's all practical. But you know the individual mechs, they're all CG. Um, when they are transforming, it's all CG. And I guess that that started with like Gal Ranger, I think. Gal Ranger mm-hmm. was the first one that had like a full CG transformation, all that stuff. Um, it got better by Ranger, but not by much. Uh, so that's the one part where I just kind of, oh, man, I kind of wish they, because like, like like we were saying with Zoo Ranger, they're all practical models slash suit for Tyranno Ranger, or Tyranno stories or whatever. So going from that and then 10 years later, it's all CG. It's kind of, it's kind of sad. Way. Yeah. And it definitely wasn't like well defined either, you know, yeah. the CG itself. Yeah. It well, was not very good. 
I will say there's one part. There's there is a there is a portion that is practical, and it's when they show all the dinos inside of uh, Brachiosaurus. Yeah, and they're talking into the screen because they they're all trying to get their face. It's almost like they're all trying to get their face into the camera, <laughs> so all their heads are kind of coming at different angles. Yeah, um, I think those are all models, like little toy models that they're putting in front of the camera. And they have like you know, their mouths are opening up and down or whatever. That's probably the only practical portions of those Dino Mechs or Bucky Mechs or mm-hmm. whatever, um, which I thought was cool because it is definitely hard to emote those kind of you know characters because they're very cartoonish. But yeah, overall I think it's a decent show. It's not. I don't think it's very high on my list, but it's still a fun show for me anyway. Despite its issues. I felt super invested in this show as I watched it. And just like... I, I guess that's really the best way to sum up my feelings about Ranger. I was super invested. Um, yeah. Every, every step of the way, whenever something dramatic would happen, I was on the edge of my seat. I was like... Yeah. I just loved all the characters. I loved how they characterized each of the Bakuryu. Um, I loved... I, I wasn't too turned off by the CGI, to be honest. Um, maybe that's just got to do with um, what shows I grew up with, and maybe it's got to do with um, where I started in Sentai. But mm-hmm. um, I do like seeing practical action that's very cleverly put together. But yeah. the CGI didn't turn me off, and I especially really like the the big drill uh, that they that they have that they use almost every finisher. Um, that's what that's a pretty cool finisher. I it is, and listen, I know this show came before Gurren Lagann, but I am. A I knew it. I knew you. I, <laughs> I knew how long it'll take for you bring Gurren Lagann. I knew it. I mean, okay, I can't not say it. You know. <laughs> oh my god. You know oh, it's got the it's got god. the drill. <laughs> I almost said it, and I was like, wait, no, nope, he's gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving me my moment. Oh God! There's got to be a, there's got to be an episode of this podcast that you're on where you don't mention Gurulaga. There has to. Okay, I'll I'll challenge myself to not mention it next time. That's not gonna work. Um, okay, but regardless. <laughs> regardless, um, I was just super invested in all the characters and in all of the dramatic story beats that were going on. I let myself get fully absorbed into the, into this show. And it felt like a much more cohesive story being told overall than with Zhu Ranger. And especially when yeah. they do introduce Abari Killer, they sh- they show flashbacks uh, all the way back to the first episode, showing the parts that we had already seen and showing where he was during that episode and what he was doing. And the fact that he wanted so badly to be part of all that action because he wanted something really interesting to happen. And then, meanwhile, we didn't know it, but he had found the egg for Topgaler. Or I, yeah. I think it was the egg, right? Because Topgaler was an yeah. experiment. Wait, because Topgaler was already a thing, but they had another egg. Uh, yes. There, I mean, there. yes, there was another egg. Um, the other egg was... It was Bakkekelenagoras. Yeah, it, that, that was the punchy punch one, right? Yeah, punchy punch. Okay, um, <laughs> so that's what that was. I I I, I was just 
I was just super invested in the show. I don't really know how else to put it or what else to say about it. I just really liked this show overall. Um, I re- Oh, something I wanted to mention. Um, well, actually, there's two things left to mention, I guess, about the show. I really love the dino braces as a transformation device. I find them to be very oh, yeah. a very slick design. Yeah. I like that they use them as as communicators. They sort of they're sort of really low key, but also very showy at the same time. Like honestly, I feel like they could like someone could just wear one of those around, and someone would be like, "Huh, that's a little weird," but it's not that weird, I guess. Like like I like you know you wouldn't stop to stare at it the same way you would with like I think you would. Okay, maybe. maybe. It's not maybe. a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but it, but <laughs> they're very colorful. Yeah, they they are very colorful, but they're they're much sleeker than a lot of yeah, mo- yeah. modern wrist transformation devices. Oh, totally. I feel I feel it's like a lot, they would it's a lot. Le- it's a lot. Le- it, you, it doesn't stand out as much as like Cody, uh, Q Rangers, like Sager Changers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Huge. Yeah. No, I totally get you, and I, yeah, I loved it. I love how they use it. As communicators, and also how they communicate with the uh, different Bakuyu. Yeah. Whereas, like, when another Bakuyu is talking to them, the faceplate changes. Yeah. I love that. And then, and then the the apart from mentioning the transformation devices, also bringing up um, uh, Abare Max as a as a power up was cool. Oh yeah. So, so Abare Max was something that I, I, I completely forgot about that it was going to sh- happen before it happened. And then they're just like, oh, by the way, this is a thing. And I'm like, oh, that's right. That power up exists. And uh, Styracosaurus and uh, Max, Max Oja. Um, it was, I don't know, just I, I really like it as a power up. And I like the use of the power for of the Max field that I just think that it was a neat power-up it's a really cool power i like that uh blue and yellow have to share their power with red in order for it to happen oh and their and their colors are kind of like their colors kind of sort of appear on him too as yeah. well which is a nice touch i do kind of wish that it was like a three person thing like all three of them had Albert max oh yeah that would be cool I think that would have been really cool like if they all had that color scheme in a way it'd be pretty cool I, I that that would be cool. Um, but <laughs> what I love about that thing is the lead up to it, because like um, basically, uh, Asuka has to carve out the shield because he saw it in a dream, right? Uh, but the way he does it is that he's using his sword to do it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's just like just going like full anime, just like <laughs> full, full like full shonen, like just. I'm going to hack at this thing until it becomes a shield. They spent like three episodes on that too. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's it's a good buildup, but mm-hmm. it just always felt funny that he was just using his sword and not like getting like a chisel or I don't know, yeah. anything else. <laughs> They're just like, hey, we have this weapon prop. Just just use that. I mean, makes sense. <laughs> it's it, it's pretty cool, especially when he, you know, he's going to have that last hit where he finally does it and it becomes the shield. It's it's a pretty cool moment. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, fully with you on that. Um, also, let's see, I've only seen Abare versus Deca, yeah, or Deca versus Abare Ranger, and I've only seen Abare Ranger versus Hurricaneer. Um, <clears throat> I I enjoyed it. Like I said before, with the whole 
Jasmine using her Esper powers to basically listen to the average or <laughs> the ending song or whatever. Um, I just like seeing those two teams together because it's very different because they're very, you know, they're not professionals like Deck Ranger with it. They're, they're a whole squad and they're, you know, there's a, there's a chain of command and stuff like that. But yeah, Abra Rangers is all, we're just all heroes, right? It's like, no, we have a, we have a chain of command you have to follow. It's like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Um, so I thought that was, I thought that was a fun movie. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite crossover movies, I think. Um, I have a lot of nostalgia for that movie because I saw that before I saw the show, really. Um, I didn't know who the Abra Rangers are, so watching it now after I've seen Abra Rangers, it's like, oh, this all makes sense. Everything that's happened makes sense, so it's fun. I like it. Yeah. Um, I, re- I remember that the plot of uh, Abra Ranger versus Hurricane was interesting. It was... Um... It, it was basically just the Abba Rangers were fighting against Senpujin and Goraijin, and mm. the Abba Rangers win, and the 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 pilots were um, the, the 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 two girls. Um, oh, okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, they, 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 like they had just stolen the mecha, and then repairs had to be made. And I don't know. It was I didn't think too much of the plot of the, mm. of this one. I, like, I'm, I'm not super familiar with Hurricane Jr., but I just appreciated yeah. seeing all of the action and seeing them fighting together and seeing them bond. Yeah. Like, it was it was just a neat grouping. And especially the part where they transform and they are up on the clifftop and, and, they, and that is the colored explosion. That is so iconic, man. It is. It is. And just, they're both such great teams with great designs and, every, and everything is great. <laughs> and seeing them fight together was so much fun. And seeing them do their, their roll call. Because, like, even just doing their roll call is so campy. Because, especially with the Hurricangers, there's the Hurricangers and then there's the Go-Rigers. Who have, who have sort of a separate, like, they call out that they're separately from the, sort of, it's sort of like what the Go-Rangers do. Where they, they do the, the, the five Go-Rangers do their roll call, and then they say, Engine Sentai, go, Onger! And then you have the two <laughs> off to the side go going, on go on, yeah. wings! Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's the same concept with the Go-Rigers. Um, and then even on top of that, you've got uh, Shurikenger, who shows up. And, right. And, um, I don't know, it was just a real campy movie, and I enjoyed it. It, was, it wasn't super... It wasn't super... It, 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 like, it wasn't a big blockbuster, basically, but it was, no, no, it was yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then of course there was the summer movie and the summer movie was fun. It was all right. Um, I forgot about it until the like last episode when the mechs from that movie came back. And yeah. I like, oh, I forgot about the summer movie and I went back and watched it. I didn't even think they were going to be significant in the show. And then they did come back in the way that they did. And you had the villain you trying to utilize them. And it was, yeah. it was like, Oh, that's clever. Yeah. All right, so do you want to move on? Yeah, it's probably about time that we start talking about yeah. Cure Ranger. <laughs> yeah, we we went on for a while about Arbor Ranger. Uh, probably gonna. Can, I'm only. I'm afraid of how long we're gonna be on Cure Ranger. Uh, oh. we can. We we can. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's just jump into it, man. Okay. All right. Oh right, I, I'm the host. Right? <laughs> I mean, unless you want me to start. Yes. Hey man, you can. If you want to summarize it, go for it. Sure. Um. Okay. Kyoryuger. Uh, I caught up with Kyoryuger like at its tail end, like as it was ending. It's a show about um, 
the strongest and braviest war- the str- strongest and braviest the strongest Maybe we should and bra- Nicole do it. <laughs> yeah no it's going to be bad <laughs> okay so it's 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 about the strongest and bravest warriors in history as the intro says uh coming together to form the uh Hyori- the, the Juden Sentai Kyoryuja that it's it's funny cuz the name is kind of like a reverse of uh the the Ju Rangers um but you start the show and you see that the Red Ranger Daigo other, that everyone calls King is fighting against this giant Tyrannosaurus that is Gabatira and he's doing this in order to gain Gabatira's respect sort of and become his partner and become a Kyoryuja meanwhile there are monsters attacking literally all over the world and all of the other four Kyoryujas are already fighting them uh so kings got to become cure you red and unite with all five of them and start saving the world from the from the day boss army and they the day boss army wants to gather the energy of the three emotions anger sadness and joy in order to utilize that and take over the world because of course they do um and what's really interesting about the show in the beginning is how the Kyoryujers do not want to know each other's identity at first. Like, King is the only one. And eventually, over the course of the next three episodes or so, you they, they all eventually learn who they who each one is, and they finally do the group transformation once everyone knows who they all are. Um, and that's sort of how the whole show begins. And from there, it's a slow build-up. You introduce more and more Kyoryujers. You, you meet two spirit rangers who were... Kyoryujers of the past who come and eventually they pass their roles on to people who are alive today and you end up with a total of 10 Kyoryujers and that was the biggest Sentai team ever up until that point and of course now we have Q-Ranger which has toppled that but that's Kyoryuger in a nutshell how'd I do? very well done thank you thank you thank you yeah that was good that was good so uh Nicole, what what are your thoughts on Cody Uger? Um, here's the thing. Out of mm-hmm. all of the dinosaur Sentai seasons, I feel like Kyo Uger was the weakest mm-hmm. in the sense of like, I don't know. Like I was watching it live and I really just didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would because it looked so like colorful and fun. But yeah. I don't know, man. Like when I reflect back on watching it all there were moments that i really enjoyed like uchi like coming in and becoming a kyoryu gold like i loved him as a character so so much but i don't think it was strong enough to carry the rest of the season so when i look back i'm like i don't really like this season as much as i wish i did you know Mm. that's really interesting because i i i don't know i just remember really liking it while i was watching it and I, I think I might have binged most of it just because I was catching up at the time. But right. I did catch up in time to catch the last few episodes as they aired. And seeing the finale especially was just a really powerful experience for me. And I, like that was the first time I had watched the finale to anything twice in a row. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I got to the end and I was like, that was great. Rewind. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I just I found it fun. Like, like, what do what do you think was it that you were missing that you that you would have um, that made you like it less? I don't know. There are just things where 
I felt like at times it was too campy and like too like there there's nothing wrong with it being campy in the first place but I think it really went over the top with it at times mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there were great characters in it like the supporting characters were all really great and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed them but even just the main characters I had issues with them just I feel like they never grew maybe outside of Daigo he grew a little bit but I don't really feel like the other characters grew that much. Like, they had their stories and individual episodes, but I don't know. It just didn't feel as impactful as I thought it would be. I guess I was so, like, spoiled because the seasons beforehand, like, you know, Shinkenja had really great character arcs for everybody, I thought. And Gokaija had similar things where they had good character arcs for everybody. But I felt Kyoyuja kind of missed the ball, and it really was all about Daigo at the end. So it kind of annoyed me to just, yeah, I get it, the red sentai is the red sentai. But I was like, oh, I'm so done with that trope, you know? Yeah, I I, I get that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's among the fandom, they always call it like, was it? Daigo Sentai King Ranger or something like that. Yeah. King oh Sentai Daigo Ranger. I don't know. But <clears throat> I remember watching it when it came out and I remember having a lot of fun with it because it has a lot of energy and yeah, mm. it's a lot of colors. Uh, I thought the action in the in the show, for the most part, I thought it was really good, especially the first episode. I think the first episode is probably one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Because um, it's just... it's. Very, I mean, this is a Koichi Sakamoto show. So... Mm. It felt very Kuichi Sakamoto in that in that sense. Uh, yeah. At, at least in the beginning, the 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 action kind of tapered off, and also the show before it was Ghostbusters, and I still to this day think that we haven't had a Sentai that has rivaled it in the action department, at least. Mm-hmm. Um. So Kyoryuja, even though it's a Sakamoto show and it does have a lot of cool fights, it's not as inventive as Ghostbusters was. Um, But story-wise, it is very red-focused. It's a very red-focused show. Um, We do get other things happening in the show. Like, I like the whole Spirit Ranger stuff. Mm -hmm. Cure your Violet. (laughs) Yes, I love her, but like, oh, God. She She gets gets sidelined really quick. Yeah. I don't like how they treated her. And of course, this weird triangle, love triangle with like her, Ami, and Daigo. And I'm like, ugh, ugh. I can go on about Ami. I'll do that later. But, ugh. Yeah. um, (laughs) I mean, we can get into it. I don't don't really mind getting into problems with, with Ami. So... I guess maybe I was just spoiled because the seasons before really did have good female Sentai characters, like good Pink Rangers in particular. Mm. I am. Um, right. Yeah, because I really liked I'm, and then I liked um, Mako and Shinkanger and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I really always felt like Ami got super sidelined, mm-hmm. like hardcore. Out of almost all of the Sentai that I've seen, she, I almost got it the worst. Um I just didn't like the love triangle. That bothered me a lot. And there was an episode where she's teaching Uchi. And that episode bothered me so much because they put her in like this really short pencil skirt. And like 
she's like 16 in the show or something like that. She's definitely like underage. And I was like, oh my God, this is uncomfortable to me. Like I love Uchi and her like interaction because he's very much like he respects her. And I like that. But like any other time she's portrayed, I'm like, oh girl, you deserve so much better. (sighs) Yeah. That's my rant. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what like hurt the most about Kyoyuger is just there was a lot going into it that I was concerned that they were just going to mess her up as a character. And they did in my book. So. Yeah. She, she had a bit of promise at the beginning because she was like, because mm-hmm. uh, she was the tough heir. as nails in episode one and all that. Yeah. Right. She was. Yeah. And I think she was like heir to like, was she a princess? No. Or she just had really rich parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she was still working at a cafe or whatever because mm-hmm. she wants to be independent, I guess. Yeah. Is that what it, it was? Yeah, she wanted to be independent. And yeah, she yeah, also yeah. was, like, really... She was really strong. Not, like, the the overstrength stereotype that we've seen with the female characters in Toku. But she was, like, pretty strong and she liked fighting, if I remember yeah. correctly. Or liked training, you know. And her butler mm-hmm. would always be like, that's not very ladylike or whatever. But, yeah, she did like to fight. Yeah. So I, I was like, know. oh, yeah. Like, this is... I was hoping it would be, like, a subversion of what we see of Pink Sentai. Like, I was just hoping for something different, I guess. And also, she was the Triceratops, which was usually the blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, man, this is, like, different. But, she, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they, they really screwed that up. Yep. I know... Uh, no son is still my favorite director in that whole. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I I love him and his dad jokes. It's so good. I know the subs that I was watching back when I watched it didn't quite capture the comedy of it, and I mm. I it, it hurts to think about. <laughs> I, I I I want I want the puns in my life. Yeah, yeah. the the, right. the, the sub, oh, all so all of the the subs that I've been seeing for like zero one with all the puns that um. Otto gives so much better, so much better. <laughs> Wait, which is better? No, like like the subs now for Otto's puns oh, in zero okay, one okay, are okay, better okay. than the subs were gotcha, for gotcha, No gotcha. Sons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. I get what you mean. Um, but yeah, he was he was. I I always liked him. He had a little bit of that. It wasn't a fa- he wasn't a father figure, but he was definitely protecting his sister and niece. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, by the way, his sister is played by Decca Yellow. Yeah, I always love seeing her come back. They referenced that in one of the episodes. I Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned uh-huh. that, because they, they literally mm-hmm. had a scene where she yells emergency. Yep, yep. And oh, I was right. like, oh! I freaked out, because I knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, yeah, they, they, like she's not the only Toku alumni that's in the show. Like, Kyoryu Gray was Bokeh Silver. Oh. Mm-hmm. He looks so much better as Kyuu Gray, though. <laughs> that I don't know, man. I, I, I kind of miss the long hair, man. I kind of miss it. I don't um, know, man. But that was also my first Sentai, so I have a uh, soft spot for that. But yeah, uh, Masayuki Dae. And also Robert Baldwin, who was in Caesar X, mm-hmm. is Kyuu Saiyan. Oh, His yeah. character is so good. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, the supporting characters were all really good. Oh, yeah. He's a lot of fun. That is, 
our first batch of interviews on Tokenet. Mm-hmm. If you go to the YouTube channel, like our first interview was with Robert Baldwin, and then we had a double a duo interview with both Robert and Masayuki Dai. So you go check that out. Definitely. If we're since we're talking about these little uh, fun facts of the behind the scenes stuff, um, I believe Kyoryu Violet's grandfather, who was the original Kyoryu Violet, was played by the same the voice behind uh, the uh, the the Gobble Revolver, and yeah. and they re- and they show you that in the show, and he and he goes don't don't and they, they're just like hey don't you sound familiar, and he's like oh well you see Gabrinsho. oh man um oh yeah and he's also i think he is the voice actor for uh, in yu yu hakusho he is um not uremeshi shishomaru kawabara oh i only know shishomaru that was my crush (laughs) (laughs) all the girls love shishomaru Oh man, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to look it up because he has a very distinct voice. After 50 episodes of Gabrincho, Gabtira, Suta Golgi, Parasaga, you know, yeah, no, very distinct voice. Very. Dis- oh yeah. I, I, I sometimes even just day to day, I'll, I'll just think of Kyoryuja sometimes, and I'll be like, hmm, let me do all of the yells from the Gabu revolver. For, for the entire <laughs> transformation team for the, oh for the whole team God. because you know it's fun to yell like that it's like yeah that and the intro like when the sh- the inch before the intro starts you do the whole oh know, right summary of the thing and then he yells like and it's like i don't know how you're still alive because that's just yeah right like i don't know how your voice has not gone completely after that oh i know Honestly, my two favorite voices of Sentai transformation devices are his and uh, for for the Gokaijers. Oh, mm. yeah. I feel like they were really similar in the screaming yes. realm. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, when you, yeah. when, when you scream just like individual names of things, it's always fun. Sure. <laughs> just feel bad for the voice actor. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So talking yeah. about the show itself, I kind of I, I wish I had more to say about it. To be honest, Cure Uger is a show that I had so much fun watching. That was so energetic that I that that I just I wish I had more to say about it because it's been so long since I watched it. I I watched yeah. I watched it. You know, I, like I was saying, I caught the ending as it was airing, and to this day, the end and also Cure uh, Carnival. And all ten of them transforming and doing the roll call together. Those are the three Christ. things that I most remember about the show. And um, I mean, out of those things, I most want to talk about the ending. Can I talk about the ending real quick? I just remembered Carnival and how that came about. Oh, like, wasn't it the whole like he was like dancing in the beach with a bunch of like foreigners? So what happened was. <laughs> So this fucking show, I swear to God. So, so here's so here's what happened was um he had turned into um basically he was acting like Gabutira and running like wild like a dinosaur for a while and then they finally caught him and managed to turn him back somehow and they gave, and then they turned Gabutira into Minitira and 
he be, and then he transforms into Kyoryu Carnival, and he and he's he listening to the music, and he's like, oh yeah, it's like it's like those carnivals or whatever, and then yeah, it does show him dancing with foreigners. In all it. right, well, Mini Tira is really mm-hmm. cute. I will say that. I always wanted that. Yeah, right. Toy. Yeah, I always wanted. <laughs> I it. love the sounds that Mini Tira plays, like like just little plays on on Goblin Ring Show. Just. Mm. I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, it's the sounds are really fun. See, while yeah. I have gripes with like the character development, I really did like the mechs. Like, I don't know if I'd ever say that with any other Sentai show that I like the mecha better than the actual <laughs> characters. But yeah. I really like the mecha. I like Gabutira. This is another case for me of me sort of looking past the shortcomings of the characters, I guess, and just really getting mm. attached to them regardless. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm a little scared because I might not feel the same if I were to revisit the show. And I really do kind of want to revisit it and give it, like, a proper revisited review almost. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. I just really loved it while it was airing. Yeah, see, I think that's what happened to me. So I revisited it and watched most of it with my boyfriend and that's when i realized i was like oh man i really can't get past like the character stuff and story mm. stuff you know the mechs are so cool i can stare at gabutira all i want but it just it doesn't make it any better right oh i i feel like the i don't i'm trying to think what i think about the mechs specifically because they're all very colorful but whenever i think about mm-hmm. it i only think of gabutera i can't I don't think of the other ones, and that's kind of a problem. Do I need well, to scream yeah. at you again? <laughs> oh god. Um, I I like well as far as design goes, I like the suits more than the mechs. So I lo- I love the, the look of the suits. They're really mm-hmm. it's very different, especially up to that point. It looked very different. I remember seeing the first images and being like, "What? This is." so different but like so unique and i like those the sash and all that stuff and it's very yeah. asymmetric which is pretty cool but yeah i don't know the the, the mechs outside of gabutera uh, gabutira and maybe um golds i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. everything else kind of just runs together and they just kind of like because they're all kind of just armaments for gabutera <laughs> You know, yeah, I, I think the the main mechs for the main people are good. Or mm. that's I could definitely agree with that. I think like Anki Don and like all the other mechs for the supporting characters, at least like they tried to show the personalities to them. Mm, so that's yeah, why yeah. I like them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anything else to say. It, it is one of those shows where when you watch it, you for the most part you have a good time. It's very, it's a very mm-hmm. fun show. But it doesn't leave a lasting impression. I don't think it's a bad show. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't rewatched it since it aired, so I don't know if it how it holds up. I remember loving it, uh, despite it being very Daigo focused. That was like my least favorite part of it. Um, <laughs> but I remember enjoying it as I watched it. I am interested to see what happens if I rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. I really think it just... I definitely agree it's not a bad show. I would not say it's a bad show. But I don't know if it holds up on a rewatch, you know? Also, when you think about how this show treats the dino theme of it compared to the other two that we've talked about so far, it's kind of the weakest one to me. Yeah, 
Because mm-hmm. they are trying to combine, you know, dinosaurs and battery power kind of thing, you know? Yeah, but it's, like, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, but outside of Gabutira, everything else is just a mech. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, that they have to have all have personalities, because not every animal's Sentai has a personality, like as far as the mechs go. Mm-hmm. But the last two we've had, kind of, in one, one sense or another, kind of. Like yeah. at least the at least the the Max and G, the Zoo Ranger, they had a story behind them. I guess mm-hmm. where they were from. Um, I mean, we already talked about to a large extent of how uh, impactful the Baku are in Alba Ranger. I feel like they're not that impactful here, but maybe I'm just forgetting details. No, I think you're right because a lot of the times. Like, if you compare it to Auburn Ranger, even you Soldier gives them a better story or gives them more meaning. Personality. The new season does a lot better. Yeah, they do a lot better than I think Kyo Yujur did. So you're 100% right. Hmm. Kyo Yujur didn't really try too hard to give the dinosaurs their own personality. I mean... When you have a whole story about Daigo, I can understand, <laughs> you know, you can't share the personality, apparently. Yeah, and it also, it also felt like this show handled, like, Dino Guts less than Alba Ranger. Whereas, I mean, it was, it was all about, you know, being brave, brave and everything is true, but I don't feel like it was essential to the story of, or, well, I feel like, well, I don't know. Okay, 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 now. I got Cause it. Because it, it, there was brave, and then there's also music. <laughs> I, yeah, I was so, yeah. I was about to get you with the assist on that music part because that was sort of the central thing by the time it, the plot really starts picking up is that, mm-hmm. you know, you see early on they have one of the Monster of the Week plots where they're using the Melody of Darkness to try and right. destroy it, to try and take yeah. over the Earth. And you think, oh, I guess that's probably just a one-off thing. But no, they keep bringing it back and they keep doing it again and again. And they, mm-hmm. they sort of over time reinforce this music thing. And how the music has power, and they talk, and then they bring up the true melody of the earth, and you're, and they're just like, we need this power in order to defeat the Daybos army. So, and Daigo's dad goes off to go figure that part out, and we're just like, okay, I guess we'll just forget about that for a while. And then, now this is the part that I was really waiting to bring up. They finally figure out the secret of the true melody of the earth in the final episode. It just it just comes to everyone on the team except for Daigo, who's up in space almost fighting the enemy, fight, fighting the big bad. And then they start singing it, and you hear this humming. And from I, 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 I'm probably the only one who, who didn't figure it out as soon as it started. Because all I thought when I was watching it was, hey, this sounds familiar. And then they start, like, getting into the, the they, you know, they start singing it. They start singing the main melody of it, and then I figure out, and I'm just like, this is the theme song. And they start singing yeah. the theme song, Vamala Kyoryuger, to the final fight, because that is always what they do in the in the final fight of a of a big anime or sentai or common rider finale. It's just it's it's what you do. <laughs> and they found a yeah, way to work meta. and they found a way to work it into the story, and I to this day, it is one of my favorite things that a Sentai story has ever done. And I, I, I should have figured that out that they were going to do that. And they just did. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I loved it. 
it just I just wish they would have established like the music thing like earlier or made it the whole thing yeah you know yeah yeah it just felt it really did feel out of left field at the first time and then they did the i never saw the movie but the that musical movie i was like what the hell is going on here (laughs) i mean i mean from what i remember that movie wasn't actually a musical was it i swear to god i thought yeah i thought like it it again had something music related and they it wasn't musical but it was like they definitely were singing I mean, the title stuff. called a gobbling show of music or something like that yeah yeah and the and meanwhile they had death reuger oh yeah which was pretty underused yeah really um uh, what, what what was his dinosaur called again um spin something you know what? I don't remember because again, he was so underused. He was. I I, I appreciated his boomerang. Yeah, they had cool. some pretty cool weapons. There's so many. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Kyoryuger is like it is the first of the at least Dino Sentai that has a ton of collectibles. Well, I guess. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, as collectibles as far as like they had the, the Zudenchi. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a ton of batteries, which I have a few, and I, I like them. They're they're pretty cool. Um, Tobaspino. Tob- yeah. Yes, you're right. Tobaspino. <laughs> there, there were, there were, there were a lot of them. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do kind of wish that they had made the music thing a more of a central thing, or I, or I just, I just kind of wish that they would do a music sentai in general because they are seriously missing out on the opportunity to do a literal band of heroes. That's a good point. Wow. <laughs> this, I've been thinking about this for years. I'm waiting for it to happen. Um, All right, Mister Toei, come on. Just, just, just make music Sentai happen. Bring the Cure users in for a cameo and give them a play. Give them an excuse to play Vamla Cure User again. <laughs> and make Ami a better character, please. Yes, the, the this is our this is our wish list podcast now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's what's next on the list of cure Uger things to talk about? I don't know, I man. Mean, like again, it, everything felt. Oh, oh sorry, yeah, the day boss. I was just gonna say everything didn't feel as memorable, but the day boss, you know, you had Lucky Row and all that. They were cute. Oh yeah, even now going and watching Ryu Soldier, I get a lot of Lucky Row vibes from. Yes. From what's definitely. his name? Um, oh my god! What, what is, is that little dude's name? Cre- Creon. Yes, Crayon. Crayon. I like yeah. him so much better than Lakira. Holy Yeah, fuck. yeah, we'll get into I, that. He's great. Yeah. He is my favorite character in Ryu Soldier. <laughs> I am dead serious. I don't serious. know, man. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I get is, it, but... I really like that in Cure Yuger, though, um, you know, you have Candelira working so closely with Lakira, and mm. Candelira is the, is the commander who was trying to gather joy as the emotion. And she starts right. out, she's, you know, she sings the melody of darkness, but over time, she is won over to the Kyoryuja's side, and she has this weird love thing with uh, Nosan. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. That was a thing. Um, it was certainly yep. a thing. Um, I, You know, it was really sad, because at some point, um, Torin dies, and you, mm-hmm. find, and you see that in 100 years after, Candelira becomes the new commander of the Kyoryujers, sort of helping them in battle and then also singing the true melody of the earth for them. Um, 
And just seeing her whole character arc was especially interesting to me, and I like that she that Lucky Arrow sticks with her. Mm. Yeah, I always liked Lucky Arrow. I mean, when oh the episode where she's like obsessed with that manga artist. Oh my god, oh, yeah. that was great. <laughs> All right. Also, forgot to mention. There's a few things that I I'm looking around and I just. A lot of these shows, like this episode, is me remembering what the hell happened in previous. <laughs> so, true. So yeah, true. I'm looking around. And I'm like, oh right, the gold was a whole thing that was connected to Uchi. Yeah, right. Do gold was like, all right, that's just whatever. Uchi is best boy, though. Like, <laughs> Uchi is, is but, so good. But what I did want to bring up was Igaron and his story with Ian. Oh yeah. So I remember. I remember that being really a rather interesting story and they were kind of tied together yeah i felt like they did it pretty short though they did they did they didn't give it as much time as i would have liked you know but i remember seeing that and seeing aigaron get so emotional i was like Mm -hmm. that was another little more i was like oh man i'm actually feeling for a villain like this it's pretty that's pretty cool i just at the same time like when I was watching Kyo Yujir, I wasn't, like, too far off from watching Gokaijer. Like, I, I watched it, like, right after, I guess. Um, but, like, I was like, oh, man, this is, like, Bizorg or whatever his name was. I felt like that was, like, I felt like I watched that kind of storyline already. Yeah, so I wasn't yeah, yeah. as into it. But at the same time, I think it would have benefited to have, like, a little bit more time, like Bizorg had, you know? Yeah. Or whatever yeah, is it, Bizorg? Am I saying that right? Bias I I can't answer for you. I it's been too long. I know, right? I can't even remember. Hold on, just let me let me double check. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but in general, the Devoth Army. Zorg. Bari Zorg. Right. Body Zorg. I don't know. I'm getting guys or guys guys. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm remembering very, like, very vaguely. It's coming back slowly. <laughs> but yeah, the um, I always thought that you know the Devoth army, outside of some of the you know the individual characters in that, they weren't that imposing of a bad like a enemy. Like, yeah. like when you get when you get when you see that they're actually they're trying to get, you know, the Deboth God to like revive or whatever, and when it does just a bigger version of that big slimy monster, I was like, really? Yeah, it's like that's it. I mean, he does he does have a different form, I think, towards the end. But for a while, when they re- revive it first, it's just like a different color of that little weird mm-hmm. uh, xenomorph looking thing. I felt like. Shinkenger did like a better job of that kind of story because the villains were trying to do kind of the same thing but the villains like were more scary in Shinkenger or like had more purpose I feel like besides the individual characters in Day Boss I agree that they just didn't matter I definitely need to watch this show again it's been a while I don't know I I enjoyed the Day Boss army I like just the recurring Day Boss characters that 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 was what I enjoyed about them. Um, yeah, and also just the idea that they went off into space only to come back a hundred years later. 
That's what they all do nowadays, I feel like. All of the villains are doing that in like the newer seasons. Isn't that what they're doing in Resolder? Yeah, they are. They're just coming down from space to be like, oh man, okay, I'm going to wreck stuff here now. <laughs> oh man, I'm just, I'm I'm really kind of itching to talk about my thoughts on Resolder so far. I mean, well, we can move on if we don't have anything else to say about Kyori Ujira. Oh, I'm forgetting, remembering again. They had the uh, crossover with the three dinos. Oh yeah, that's kind of important to talk about in the Dino Sentai <laughs> retrospective. I mean, it's technically uh, Kyoryuja versus Gobusters. Okay, but... yeah, okay. Technically, it is, but but it did have, but it did bring back the previous two Sentai uh, Dino Sentai. Yeah, no, we all know that the that the real reason for that crossover was to have the three Dino Sentai and to also advertise it as, hey, it's an actual total of five teams crossing over in this movie. Yeah, because this also because it also had the Tokyujers at the end. Yeah. Oh right. God, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, there were there were five teams in that movie. Yeah, I remember. I remember that first that first uh, appearance of them. Mm-hmm. That was so funny. It, it it was a really funny thing because like I I watched the whole movie and and you watch okay you watch the whole movie you like it you are having so much fun because you have three Dino teams fighting together and also the GoBusters are there. And you just don't even think about the fact that, hey, you're also supposed to see the Tokyujers in there. And then you watch to the very end. And there they are. It was very comedic. and I, I, It showed what that show was going to be, in a way. It did. It was pretty yeah. cool. Um, I, th- I still think my favorite debut appearance is probably Go Busters in the Gokaiger movie. Yo, that was really good. That was a yeah. good one. My favorite is Gokaiger's in the Shinkenger movie just because or go Sager versus Shinkenger movie just because they do eventually go back and explain where in series that happened true yeah yeah you're right you're and right. I didn't even know that like like I watched the episode before I watched the crossover movie and then I watched the crossover movie later down the line and I was like this seems familiar and I went and looked up the episode and I was like that's why <laughs> yeah but I I go back and watch the Ghostbusters debut every once in a while just because it's so freaking mm-hmm. cool but we're not talking about that we're talking about the <laughs> crossover yes so yeah they actually got back uh geki and uh ryoga as far as like actual yeah being on screen but i think they did actually get the team or at least most of the team to voice their characters in the suit. I think it's worth noting also that in this crossover they reference the previous crossover film, GoBusters vs. GoKaijers, because Daigo appeared in that one, and that was the that was the debut of the Cure Ujers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that's true. And so that's and true. so when they do their crossover, um, you know, you have uh, Redbuster saying to Daigo, "Oh hey, by the way, thanks for the assist last time. Now we're gonna help yeah. you." Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, seeing them all do their transformation and then doing the, how it felt like it was a five minute long roll call. It's like, oh, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's like on the one hand, normal people might want to get just get to the action, but then there's people like you and me, and we're just like, no, we want the full roll call. Everyone, give me all ten cure users. Give me all five Alba Rangers. Give me every GoBuster you can find. I, I will say the one thing, I, one critique I have is that I wish the roll calls weren't on a white background. Uh, like it, it just—I wish it was like 
Because they're in the quarry. I wish they did it in the quarry. Right, right, right. Yeah, right? Like, use yeah. the quarry for Christ's sake. Yeah. You know, wasn't this movie the only time the GoBusters do, like, a full roll call? What do you mm. mean? Like, I couldn't remember a single time in GoBusters where they actually do a proper roll call where they where they have where they say their team name in the end that it's not good no they do they do it it's just usually stock footage no right? no usually usually in the show they would go red buster blue buster yellow buster busters ready go they never they never say they're tokume sentai go busters in their roll call i feel like they did that episode one yeah did they but i can't remember i agree that i can't really remember they also did it in their debut in that yeah they did that okay. yeah Maybe GoBusters is another one that I have to revisit. Well, GoBusters is one of those things where it's, it was they were definitely doing something different, so they were very mm-hmm. minimalist in the roll call and everything. You know, it's funny because they. Oh, I mean, okay. Last thing on this tangent, um, supposedly Lupin Ranger versus Pathfinder Ranger was supposed to be sort of like Common Rider esque, but I think it got so much less close to being like Common Rider than GoBusters. Hmm. Are we talking about, like, in what respect? Just in general, things that they were implementing to to make it. Because, like, I don't know. GoBusters had a greater emphasis on plot. GoBusters had the real-time transformations. GoBusters sort of was that sort of experimental thing that did things different than how Sentai usually does it. I, I can see that. I don't know where the Lupin Ranger stuff comes from. But. Just I, I remember, at least in respect to the fact that they didn't have an ending song, they were trying to say, oh, we're going to try and make this a little more like Kamen Rider. Uh, I don't know if that was the reason, though. I heard it somewhere. Anyway, back to dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs are fun! Dinosaurs are fun. Um, three, th- three T-Rexes together. That was fun. Ooh, that was... Oof. I don't know. They didn't do any favors for Tyranno Tyr- uh, from Zero Ranger, man. Like that that CG was, man, that was bad. They tried, um, but it is it is it is interesting to see them all together because you see the evolution of the design of a Tyrannosaurus Rex related to real world research of what a Tyrannosaurus Rex may have looked like. Yeah, that's a good point because it goes from being standing upright to very much hunched over right and mm-hmm. then in kyoryuji you have the feathers and all that stuff mm-hmm. so you, it's interesting to see the evolution of it based off of ideology through the decades basically yeah no that's a really good observation yeah but man that cg was terrible <laughs> <laughs> it looked so bad for i felt so bad for his because that man that tyrannosaurus haunts me in my dreams Oh no! <laughs> it looks like it looks like an image that's stretched horizontally. It's so weird. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Uh, but yeah, it was cool seeing the like all of them team up together and seeing, especially especially seeing um, Yuki back or Geki back. Sorry, I, I always found it interesting how they decided to do the three way team up with the dinosaur teams. And then Ninja came along and they just said, let's just do a two-parter. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. See, it's better when they do a movie because they can take their time and, like, you know, make it movie length. Give me all the fan service. Yeah, right? That's that's what we want. That's the point of these movies. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, 
do, uh, do, you, do you guys have anything else you wanted to say about Kyo Yuja? Uh, yeah. That's about it, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we, should, we can move on to the currently running series, Kishiryu Sentai Ryu Soldier. Woo woo, I love this Sentai so much. Uh, Nicole, would you like to do the honors as far as No, I'm horrible at it. Nope, you can do it. Somebody I'm else pretty can do bad it. at it. So. I, okay, <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so, uh, Kishiru Sentai Ryu Soldier. This is, as I like to put it, basically an amalgamation of some of the best parts of all three previous Dino Sentai rolled into a brand new show. We, Amen. We have uh, a team of five knights who are from the Ryu, Ryu Soul tribe, um, there's the Ryusoul Land Tribe and the Ryusoul Sea Tribe, and they're fighting against aliens who, I guess, want to take over the planet. Uh, <laughs> honestly, the, the honestly their motivation is the part that has me the most confused, um, because you have sort of these three different commanders who seem to come from completely different places. Um, well, is it from isn't it the whole thing where they they were. They were in a fight with the Russell tribe or whatever, or with the, either with the knights or with the actual dinos or whatever for a long time. And then they were either kicked out of the, kicked off the planet or they retreated and then came back. Yeah. That yeah, sounds about right. The second one. Yeah. Okay. They retreated and came back, but they really ultimately want to capture like the Souls to use mm. to dominate the planet. Okay. Yeah. That, that watching week to week, that sort of became less and less clear to me well yeah um yeah but anyway so you know the show starts out and the uh masters who have been mentoring uh Russo red blue and pink die uh they just they, they die it's kind of tragic it's it's woof. dude the blue and pink's masters holy crap that I, maybe the I most cried. Brutal, all three died maybe the most brutal death i've seen in sentai yeah, right? The Especially filmed, modern the, Sentai. Oof. Yeah, the way it's filmed, the sound effects, like just the bleak and you miss it kind of thing. It's just, oof. It, it, was, it was rough. Um, but in light of their sacrifice, um, Ko, Melto, and Asuna take up, the, take up their, their changers and become uh, useful red, blue, and pink proper. They team up with their Kishiryu, who they free from the temples, and they go on a mission basically to continue freeing the Kishiryu and build their team in order to defeat the bad guys. The Druidon. Druidon. The Druidon. Right, right, right. I, I, I always lose their name. Um, yeah. But regardless, uh, it's it's a fun show. It's, it's, it's a fun show. I can honestly tell you exactly where different parts of this show came from past shows or at least where there might have been inspiration where there may have been connection points there like you've for for starters before the show even started we got introduced to guy sorg who took forever to show up in the actual show by the way yeah yeah. um guy sorg is revealed to be this evil ancient armor that takes over your personality basically so ava ranger uh, with John, you, with John, and you, mm-hmm. and using the dark armor in that one, um, you have, uh, I mean, even just with the most recent reveal of uh, Russo Max, 
um, that they, they called Abba Raymax the power that was the name of the power up for that one. And I don't think has there been another power up that used Max in the name? Because I feel like that was sort of taken from there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can't like, think of any. I can't think of it, but I mean, it could be a callback to it. I'm, I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm sort of thinking that's what it was. But then you also, but then also, just the fact that they are knights at all, like that's a sort of sort of a callback to uh, Zhu Ranger, because you know three of them were knights, two of them were princes, and one of them was a princess. So you have sort of this fantasy thing coming back. Lots of inspiration from Kyoryuji are just all around. Um, with the whole sort of aesthetic they have going, the the high energy, mm-hmm. um, the color scheme, also, it's 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 all very Kyoryuger in the in those ways. Which made me like really afraid that this was gonna be Kyoryuger two which for me was like a no no. But man, this show is awesome. Yeah, I remember uh, talk about it going around in the fandom when it was, before it aired. People talking about how it, the designs feel like it is pulling from different Sentai, not just Dino Sentai, but other popular Sentai, and how it could be like I don't know, going the safe route as far mm-hmm. as design, at least design wise. Um, I love the design of it. I don't know if I'm having fun with the show though. Really? Yeah, I've I've been bored most of the time watching the show. I'm not well, fully how, caught up. Yeah, how far not, are you? I am on episode 29 or 30. Yeah. So do you know who a certain armored person is? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. I just saw that reveal. Okay. Okay. So you know who's in the guy sword armor. Yeah, but as soon as he showed up, I knew he was in the guy sword armor. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, It was pretty obvious. But yeah, I don't know. The first episode was such a strong outing. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I, I liked how they introduced the whole master student thing um and for the most part i I like the characters it's just after the first few episodes nothing really happens and then uh kanalo shows up and i hate kanalo so then that becomes a whole thing where it's he has he's he has the coolest suit but i don't like his character because he's all about getting married and at one point Several several episodes later, they say, "Oh, it's because he wants to repopulate his tribe." It's like, why is that his main motivation, though? Yeah, he's like the only character that I really do have not really strong feelings about. Like, I think he he is getting better, but I'm still like, "Oh no, man!" Like, no. It's it's every episode. It starts with him walking Mm -hmm. down a random sidewalk, and then he meets a girl and falls in love instantly and wants to help them and then they turn out to be in a relationship where they're not interested and then he gets depressed yeah it happens again you know i kind of wish Oto wasn't pulling for him and that she would act more like misty in pokemon and pull him by the ear yeah yeah poor Oto. she t- <sighs> she's another missed opportunity that's like yeah. i really hope they do more with her because i because it, it is a little bit weird, her infatuation with Melto, but at least it's like, you know, it's like a kid infatuated yeah. with somebody, and Melto's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, Mel- Melto, Melto, Melto gets really, uh, he, like, he doesn't know how to handle it. 
Yeah, yeah, which I think that that makes it more redeemable than, say, what happened in Operanger. But yeah. Yeah. I, I still am like, all right, they could have done better. And I hope they do. Real Soldier is one of those shows where it, when I watch it, when I'm watching the episode, I'm like, okay, this is this is pretty fun. There's like stuff that I'm enjoying about it. Mm-hmm. But it's not a show that I like actively wait to watch the next episode. Kind of. I thing, guess you know? I'm the opposite because I, I maybe it's just more recently, but I've been like I really want to know what happens next after mm. everything that's happened with the Guy Zorg episodes. Like I just want to. Maybe know. I need to get past that. Maybe that's the yeah. part where it'll get. Well, that's, but that's also that's thirty episodes up. in. I know, I know. It picks up a lot better in there in yeah. that kind of area story wise. Well, I mean, the, the here's the thing: the Guy Zorg stuff is super interesting, and it had been super interesting from the time that they introduced it. And they had the Super Sentai uh, Strongest Battle series that led up into mm-hmm. the beginning of the show. And they were teasing um, Yusul Green and Black before, like, like we waited, what, three episodes maybe to meet them properly in the show? And then Sorg doesn't show up for 15, 20 episodes, something like that. And I... I, I I was really surprised about that because Guy Sorg was the main threat in Strongest Battle, and they were mm-hmm. really pushing Guy Sorg early on, and then he just wasn't as important in You Soldier for a very long time. And I, I think it's a pacing issue. I I wish that they had brought him in sooner, and also I I still found it really weird how they handled the three commanders from the the Druidons just because they're all so <laughs> different from one another and they just come out of nowhere and they're they're all like fighting over Crayon for no reason. Is there three or two? There's Tankjaw, Weisel. There's one more. I can see it in my head. There's one more. He's the that... lighter the lighter uh, like is it like white and gray or something? No, that no, okay, yeah. Tank Joe yeah. Tank Tank is, yeah. Yeah, you're is right. the big what? one. The blue one is Weisel. Yeah, but I can't Gachiris. Gachiris. Yes, Because I like his design. It's really cool. Um, I feel like up in, like, Geysor, when you learn about the armor more in the recent episodes, then it makes sense why he hasn't really shown up yet. You know, because he's wandering and etc that yeah. you learn later on but i do feel like they did have be. a lot of filler i know he didn't have to be i agree with that he didn't have to be they really did a lot of filler and i think some episodes also touched on like the ryu soldiers still kind of trying to cope with losing their masters like i feel like they kept throwing back to that you know first episode or how they thought about like training and Mm. stuff like that so i do think they had some meaningful character development while we were waiting for guy sword to show up i just feel like they could have used their time better to do all of those things i think for me what the show lacks is focus like i feel like yeah there's this like there's this whole thing with you know the tribes and the whole thing about them being like 300 something years old or whatever um but then there's also you know the Russo tribe versus the Sea tribe, mm-hmm. and then there's there was animosity there, which we thought we found out through like Kanalo and all that stuff. Um, but then there's also you know uh, Green and Black's relationship to 
guy sword. Yeah. Oh my god. So there's a whole thing with that, which I'm not there yet, obviously, so I don't know exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they've teased that for a long time. But I feel like if they had focused on developing more of what these tribes actually mean mm-hmm. and kind of world building around that instead of having it just be background stuff, I think that would have made these characters a bit more interesting to me. Yeah. So they do a lot of background on like the masters, I would say, not necessarily the tribe itself. They keep doing it on the masters and the new souls themselves. So I can agree okay. with that. But boy, don't be disrespected, Bamba, around me. I love him. <laughs> I love him so, so, so much. Bamba is kind of like, 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 as far as Black Rangers go, he kind of went back to how Goshi was in Ju in Ju Ranger, um, where he's he's the stoic one. He's the one who sort of he's, you know, he's the very strong one who holds himself together, um, mm-hmm. as sort of like a very stern pillar. Um, Mm. of the team i don't know i just sort of see a parallel there yeah no i mean i'm i'm a sucker for that type for black sentai i have no idea why like i love that like i love watching him open up you know because he really was just doing it to protect the tribe he didn't want to open up to ko and everybody else just yet but now he's like more open and there's like the one episode where they're all dancing, and oh my god, that makes me laugh every single time. It was, it's funny because it's kind of the opposite of how Goshi was in Ju Ranger because he had that relationship with Geki, um, and mm-hmm. so like he was all. I mean, I guess uh, I guess Bamba has the has that relationship with um, with his brother, but I don't know. He felt I, I guess Goshi felt like he was closer with his team in the beginning than Goshi mm-hmm. or that that thing than Bamba. And so it's kind of interesting to see Bamba get to that point. Yeah, and I think we're going to see more of that with him. I don't know. I'm just obsessed with the character. That, okay, but, that's fair. I, yeah. So do they actually, like, did I miss it or is it coming up where they talk about why Toa and Bamba were separated and preferred to be separate from the result, the rest of the result for a long time or... I feel like they had, I cannot remember the exact storyline, but they did bring it up. I thought there was like some warring that was happening between like the, you know, like red, blue, and pink kind of tribes, people. I don't know, the people on that side versus the the green and black. No, they are. I thought there was some infight. I don't think there was, I don't think there was infighting between them. I think that they were just sort of apart. Mm, yeah, but they felt right. they seemed like they purposefully se- stayed separate. Like, like <clears throat> it felt like Bamba's whole thing was like, "We can do this ourselves. We don't need anybody else. It's better if we stay separate for a while." But I don't really know the o- reason. Oh why. yeah, originally that was their thing. They didn't really trust the other three. No, they I were they like were self sufficient. It, but I can't remember. It was a while back. Yeah, yeah I don't that's know. It's been it's been a few months. True. Yeah, I don't know. It's it. I feel like there just been a lack of focus and like a a through line through the story for me. And I like I like some of the characters well enough. I think my least favorite is probably. Mm, I don't know. Oh no, that's easy. It's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of the main five. If there was one that I, they all have properties that I do like. Like, I mm-hmm. think 
Melt Melto or Melt, he was my least favorite until he started interacting with Tira Amigo. And Tira yeah. Amigo Tira Amigo is probably my second favorite character. Oh, I love Tira Amigo. <laughs> and and he makes Melt a lot more enjoyable to watch because oh, of yeah. their back and forth, especially their focus episode because they have such animosity, but then you see why that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And then he sort of warms up to Melt. And he he just he always messes up his name. He's like, Oh my god, Alito, I know. It's just so funny. I love Tira Amigo. Oh the my best god. part about Tira Amigo is whenever they're just talking about like needing to find something or needing to figure out what the what the monster of the week is doing. And the, and he's just like, I can help too. And they're just like, Oh yeah? What is this monster what what is this monster's thing? What is his weakness? And he's just like, uh Ice Monster doesn't like <laughs> fire and yeah, they're just yeah, like yeah. well we could have figured that out thanks, thanks also i like that he learned how to speak japanese yeah right <laughs> he's so smart um speaking of the uh like tiramigo since he like the fact that he is a mech who is life-size or like oh, human size for most of the time and he's just a pet oh he's kind of <laughs> like a pet well he's like a pet but they, also they, they use the reusal to shrink him down yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so cute. It is so cool that they actually have like a suit that someone's in to be mm-hmm. in the scenes with them. It's just I, I love that. And also the the mech fights themselves, at least in the beginning of the show, were amazing. Because that suit, the whatever the mech is called, uh, it 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 was uh, Kishiryo. Ki- yeah, that was it. Yes. But yeah, like it's because it's so light and like slim, it's a lot more maneuverable. So they they they've been taking advantage of that for a, a while. Yeah, yeah, I do notice more like practical effects in this show. Yeah, but it also sure. has a good transition to CG as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's not true. really jarring. That's true. Um, but can we talk about the MVP of the show, Cleon? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Tiramigo, man. I said he's number two. I mean, Crayon is pretty great. Yeah. Crayon's number one for me. I I don't know what it is about him. I've never liked these kind of characters. But mm-hmm. something about the way the voice actor for Crayon says their lines. And yeah. the fact that he is the, the sarcastic villain. But like, sar- not sarcastic, sorry. He's like the only one that knows what's going like knows what's going on is ridiculous. Like every yeah, time he every yeah. time he changes his his uh you know superior changes, he reacts to it like anybody else would react. He's the most like normal person on the show. Obviously. Yeah, that's a really good point considering like how goofy the design is and like Yeah. how kind of crucial he is at the he's same ver- time. Yeah, he's he creates all the monsters and stuff like that, but he's also like yeah, his personality is just very. He's a he's kid like, but he's also very um, matter of fact. Yeah, and he asks yeah. the questions that you would think you would ask in that scenario, but he also does it a lot of times under his breath. And then once in a while, oh once in a while, uh, Wiser or or Tank Joe would hear it and they'll question. He's like, "Oh no, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing." He's like, "No, I didn't mean yeah. that." Oh. But I love that he likes. It's weird. He likes Wazuru the best, from what I can tell. Because Wazuru is more like fun. Tenjo yeah, he, he's kind. Got he's kind to him. Yeah. 
he's kind of yeah, also psychotic. Yeah, a little bit kinder. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but then whenever it turns to Gachiri, is he gets very scared. Well, because he like steps on him all the yeah. time and shit. But he also still questions him, even if it's under his breast. Like, mm-hmm. why are we doing this? Yeah, and then, right. he, then when he gets beaten up and he's like, "Oh yeah, no, I retreated. I didn't. I didn't." run away I, I, it was a tactical <laughs> retreat and then wiser comes back and then he's like oh my god i missed you, you you're the best you're the best yeah right right but then like but then like three episodes later he gets tired of him <laughs> <laughs> i feel like creon's definitely gonna turn into Lakiro, or creon's gonna do like something really heroic and die or something like that uh, which i hope it's not the second i one. hope it's I not really the second because honestly he that would be incredibly sad I would yeah, hope right? he becomes like Lacrio in the fact that he kind of becomes a good guy and joins the team in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just lives in the, the human world, yeah, not I, bothering oh, Wait, oh, guys, I just remembered. I just remembered something. There was a monster in Abba Ranger. I was just about to say, the the alligator telephone dude. Yes! <laughs> that's, what I want, that's what I want Cleon to be. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they did eventually kill him. Um. No. No. That they didn't. No. They didn't. No. He survived. I forgot. That, no. They. They. They all. They killed him in a dream, and it was yeah, his nightmare. A dream. I forgot about that. That was. I was so scared. I was like, "Don't I kill know. this dude, please." <laughs> For the love of God, he's the best thing about this show. Don't kill him. <laughs> he. He shows up. He just sort of runs away for a while. Becomes the servant of Abari Killer, and then ends up just living in the curry place and working there forever. Yeah, he starts working there, and people who come in to eat there as patrons don't see any problem with it. Yeah, they're just like, hey, sup? Maybe Creo will do the same thing. Maybe Creo will help out um, <sighs> Ui's dad or something like that. I would love to see how he interacts with Wait, them. Ui and 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 uh, Crayon are both YouTubers. Yo, that's what they should do. They YouTube should, oh, that's how it should end. Yeah, just them doing like silly Dude, YouTube stuff. That 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 music video that he made. Yeah, I watch that every once in a while because <laughs> the dancing is actually really good. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's right. A catchy it's song. really good. Yeah. Um, but that episode was also like really good because it's like he was using that video to create a, a Dreadon monster or whatever. But then Wazuru, even though he's nice to him, said like, "This is a dumb thing. Why are you doing this? Delete it, or you should you should get rid of it. Or why are you focusing on this?" But Creon was like very optimistic. But oh man, this is getting mm-hmm. a lot of views. So many people are seeing it. I mean, they're losing their souls, but a lot of people are seeing it. <laughs> getting a lot of numbers. And then he gets discouraged when he says like, "This is stupid," and he deletes it. And then you start you don't have any more of these monsters. He's like, "What's going on?" It's like. Oh, I deleted the video. You said he didn't want it, huh? Well, I deleted it. Screw you, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I like about Creon. He's great. I think Creon's getting or she I definitely. Don't know if it's he or she. Yeah, I don't know what what gender, but I think Creon's getting a lot more like going towards the good, you know, because the Creon's questioning more and more each yeah. episode. I've noticed there was the one episode. I mean. Actually, no, it was the YouTube video episode with the dance where he had, like, a legitimate friend who he accidentally... Yeah! Yeah! yeah. See, if we if we focus the show more on Creon, I would like the show. <laughs> Creon and Terra Amigo, yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Ooh, the, like a the V-Cinema. 
Oh, you know they do that, man. <laughs> um, I don't think Rhea Soldier is a bad show per se. I just, I'm disappointed that it 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 had a lot that it was trying to set up. It just didn't. It didn't have any like through line as far as the plot plot for me. I feel like we just came off of Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger, which had the same issue, but I feel mm. like it was way way worse on follow through. So I think it's getting better, at least. I hope so. I really hope Lupin so. Lupin Ranger versus Pato Ranger definitely had much less of a focus on plot and character development than yeah. than this one. Um, okay. So I think I, I think it's really just that this one had a lot that it wanted to do, and it just sort of stumbled along the way. So far, and you gotta yeah. throw in the silliness too. Well, yeah, you know? yeah, of course. Um, I I I do kind of wish that they had had more of an emphasis almost on their nightly duties because that because the mm. going into the show the fact that they were knights was a big deal and they treated it like a big deal yeah. for the first like five ish yeah. episodes and then they just started to lose that a bit well i do like there's episodes where they flash back to like their training like asana's main episode where they talk about like how much she helped Ko. Like, I mm-hmm, like that yeah. they do stuff like that. I, I hope they continue to do that. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a good thing, because they also... They just, it was also a connection with Melto, too, right? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Ko said that the reason why I'm nice is because of Melts. I saw his example, and I wanted to follow him. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. good stuff. I know. See, for once, like, all of the characters can grow at the same time. Who would have known Kriyoyujer? <laughs> as far as um, judging another Sentai aspect of it, just as a Dino Sentai, um, I'm not super a fan of the explanation behind the Ryusols. The fact that they're found as basically ore, and then they get used up, and they have to find more. I, I, I it doesn't make that much that sense. That was to such me. a cop out. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Also, they had a whole Pokemon training thing, right? Where like, yeah, they training. traded Ryu yeah. souls. And it was like an event. Like it said, oh, we had this event back home where you would yeah. trade stuff. Or you would trade the Ryu the souls or whatever. That was such a cop-out just to make a clip show for the it, first it time. It was. It was. Like, I was watching it, and then they started playing the clips, and then they started playing more clips. And I was like, oh, that's just this episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was an unnecessary like storyline. I was like, nah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I think that the as far as a dino collectible goes, the Judenchi were much more solid. Um they you know, we knew where they came from, we knew how they were used, we knew that they had specific numbers of each one. And that they had to recharge. Didn't the battery like yeah, yeah, yeah. The char- that's what I was gonna say. Like they also had to be recharged. They did they know? did, but like they would feed their bravery into it and then use it up, and then they would mm-hmm. have to use one of their next ones. If they yeah. wanted to use it again, um, the explanation was fairly solid. Like we knew the rules True. of their world. I, yeah. I just really yeah. appreciate that sort of thing in world building. And I and as far as this show also bringing back the fantasy elements from G Ranger, I do wish that we had gone a bit deeper into the into into the fantasy aspect of it a bit. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I wanted more focus on them doing night things rather than just being a Sentai. You know? Yeah. You know, they gotta help out Ui make YouTube videos and stuff like <laughs> that, too. <laughs> that poor girl, okay? Like, she's just in the middle she of this She went crap. through a lot. The first episode, the first, second episode, she, like, 
had like a mental breakdown and like almost killed herself. I swear to God, the first like three episodes were just death and suicide, you know? Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was really crazy for a little bit there. It was. And then they're just like, okay, quick, quick, reverse, reverse, reverse. Reverse, make it fun. I think a, a part of the, I guess, disappointment as far as story goes for me, and it's something that uh, I remember talking with George about, is because this, the main, I think, writer or director of the show did like some of the most impactful episodes of Build. Comrade uh, uh, oh. Build. Uh, so he was, I think he was the one that's headlining the show, I believe. Uh, let me see correctly. Well, while you, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Ka- Ka- uh, Kaz- Kazuya Kamihoriuchi, he's direct. He's the main director. I don't know how much of the show he's actually directed himself, but yeah, I was pretty excited to see if he would do something with a lot of emotion in this show. Mm-hmm. And so far, outside of the first like three episodes, not really. I think. Well, the stuff with guys. Part, just parts. Okay. Yeah, there's parts. It it breaks it up, but probably okay. a, a little bit more spaced out than we would like. You know, mm. I wish that they had treated Guy Sorg more like something like a Burai or an Abari killer, where they had. Mm. And, and, oh, that, that's another one. That's another one. Guy Guy Sorg is treated like um one of one of those guys. Um, but anyway, I wish that they had strung that out a bit more like give like show us in the closer to the beginning that guy sorg is a thing give us the hints as to who he is back then have it be a recurring threat for most of the show and then Mm -hmm. around episode 30 like they did give us the the ending of that character arc yeah that would have been much more satisfying i think and yeah i i don't know i think i think there's still time for them to turn it around and and do something else interesting and really pull it together um i i hope that they do push the story further um i i, I don't know i had a, i had a thought and i lost it <laughs> i feel like now that we're past the guys org stuff i really feel like we're probably going to get to like crayon developing i feel like he's gonna be in the next one yeah because i can't think of any other character that needs to be developed or that would be interesting to be developed since we got Geysorg's story down basically i really feel like they're gonna start developing crayon soon crayon sentai crayon ranger <laughs> i was waiting for someone to say it <laughs> That's it would be so interesting because like in uh comrade zero one we have a character's kind of like uh, not Horobi, uh, the other one, Jin. Jin, yeah. Mm. Where he's he's a bad guy, but he's also very naive and is learning. I mean, he's still a bad guy, but I feel like he's one of those people that could change mm-hmm. at some point and become a good guy because he's so inexperienced. Like Kyon could kind of be that, but I think he'd have it more on his uh, terms or her terms. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. Is some there's gonna be a point where it's gonna snap, I guess, mm. or he's you know crayon might snap, and it's either gonna be like, oh, we're gonna make him one hundred percent bad, or we'll yeah. finally turn him good. Just rains a shower of his goo on the on the world or whatever. <laughs> oh, my oh God. he becomes the ultimate bad guy. 
Oh my god. I'd be so down for that. I mean, that'd be cool, but that would devastate me. If I okay, yeah, if would. they do that, I want him to become the ultimate bad guy and then redeem him in the end. Okay. That's okay. what I want. I could do that. That that would that sort that would sort of bring his character arc full circle. Yeah, yeah. I could do that. Where like somehow some way he gets possessed and want like becomes the big baddie, but then they break him out of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. I would say that at this point we're kind of entering the final leg of the show and I mm-hmm. want I to see that. them really up the drama. Yeah, I mean, and I think will. they will. I really think they will. Cuz what else is there left, you know? Like what else can they do? Yeah. Um the combination of every uh of every dinosaur that they're obviously going to put together into some ridiculous <laughs> mess. Yeah. <laughs> I can't argue that one. I, I okay. Oh, I remember what I was going to say before, by the way. Um th- there are different ways to see where you might be disappointed in aspects of this show. For me, I guess it's kind of a matter of, you know, we came we went into Lupin Ranger versus Pot Ranger after Q Ranger. And Q-Ranger was one of the best Sentai stories, in my opinion, in a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we had Zhuoger and Ninja before that, and I wasn't super into those compared to, like, uh, Tokyujer and Kyoryujer before those. And now we have uh, Ryu Soldier, which, I don't know, I'm, I'm starting to miss the, sto- the, the gripping stories in Q-Ranger again. See, I guess, I guess this is where I disagree because I felt like Q Ranger. Some characters had the really gripping stories, but others didn't. You know, That's I true. felt okay. Well, my thing about Q Ranger was always that there was only one character who didn't get a gripping story. I felt like no, there was two. Two, right? Oh, I, okay. I I guess kind of. Gar Garu had his story in the beginning is the problem, and they didn't revisit it, but. Uh, Hammy, Hammy never really got her chance to truly shine. Um, and that's why I'm salty. I, yes, I know. I know you loved Hammy and wanted to see her have her time in the in the light. I know. But regardless of that, most of the Q Rangers had a really gripping story, and they fed that story through very good, well paced episodes for the whole show. And I felt like it was all a very solid package, and I just, I want that again. And I don't feel that with you, Soldier. The thing with Q-Ranger, like, as far as the story structure goes, it was very different. It had it had defined arcs, that it was going from one arc to the other arc to the other arc. And you, they had different objectives in each arc, and it kind of went in from one to the other in a way that kind of felt a bit natural. Right. Um, so it felt, that felt like it had more of a purpose from beginning to end, whereas shows like, you know, Ninja or Zyoja or Lupat or even now kind of with Ryu Soldier, it, it kind of, they're kind of just going by the seat of their pants. And then once in a while you get a story beat and then you get a bunch of filler and then another story beat kind of thing. And that's something that's a, it is a larger issue with. I don't know if it's a recent thing or just it's always been like this, but you notice it. I've been noticing it more and more where the middle part is just very all over the place. And then the last 
10 to 15 episodes where things wrap up because it has to. Yeah. And I think to the benefit of Q Ranger, I mean, they had like 10 Rangers in there. So you really could pace it out properly if you develop each character one at a time. But like, you know, it's always harder with smaller teams or, you know, You would think it'd be the opposite. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you would you would think, but it, I guess in my mind, I'm like, okay, you have 10 characters, you have roughly 50 episodes. Divide that up, there you go. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's true. I guess it's math. <laughs> they did a fairly well good job with the story in Shinkenger and Gokaiger, though, and it's just, I, I, I wish that there were more shows where they put a heavy focus on developing a well-paced story. I can agree with that. One of my favorite things about Sentai is always character development. Yeah. Like, it's it's always the best part. Like, I could look at mechs all day and love them too, but the characters are always what stand out to me. And oh, I yeah. think I think they could do a better job, but I think, I guess, again, we're coming off a of Lupin versus Pat where the development just was not there. So yeah. I, I guess I'll take what I can get. That's fair. That's know? fair. Ryu Soldier yeah. is definitely a step above that that one in, in mm-hmm. that department. Like <laughs> I mean I liked Lupin me versus too. Pat. Don't get me, me too. wrong. But I recognize like the characters did not get developed at all. Yes. I'm glad you guys liked Lupin. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yes. It's one hundred percent fair to like a show and recognize its downsides. Oh absolutely. And, oh, and that, yeah. that's a that's a big conversation I've had with some of my friends um in relation to shows like Common Rider Ghost. Where it's like I have a particular friend who loves Common Rider Ghost with all of his being, and I just cannot. And but I, you know, it's fine. It's he's got a special connection to that show, and I get that. Mm-hmm. And it's it, I guess it's just sort of that similar. That's similar to how I feel, I guess, with Lupin versus Pat, just because, you know, it's it's it was a versus show, and it was a show unlike any other that Sentai had ever tried before. And it's and it was interesting, and there were things that we wish it had done that it didn't necessarily do, but it was still yeah. a fun ride, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think Ryu Soldier is only going to pick up from here. You yeah. Know? yeah. It really does have the curse of, like, Sentai kind of being slow. You know? Yeah. So, but I think it's going to get better. I'd be interested in a couple years to revisit this one and see if a binge is different than watching it week to week oh that's a really mm. good point because i feel like the gap does make it harder for you soldier again i'm the one that's like i'm looking forward to it like every week because i am having fun with yeah. it but i could see it probably be more enjoyable if you can binge it you know yeah i mean that's kind of what i'm doing now because i'm trying to catch up yeah definitely binge out the guys or like arc, yeah because that makes it a lot more enjoyable too Okay, I'll try to do that. For sure. Oh, okay. So I guess, is there anything else we need to say about Ryu Soldier? It's not done yet, so we can't really say much more. Bamba is best boy, and I will fight everyone. <laughs> I love for him. Life. Cray- okay, Crayon is cool, too. We'll we'll separate between heroes and villains. So Crayon is Crayon is the ultimate hero. How dare you? <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> boy. Boy. Did you see that video? Come on. Oh my god. Guys, guys, guys. We settle this the way true knights would. We get wooden swords and spar it out. Alright. 
I'll I'll do Bomba's stoicness. I got this. No smiling. <laughs> I can bad I can badmouth people. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Alright. Well then, I guess that is our a uh, our Dino Sentai retrospective. Oh hmm. Here's a question. Out of what we've seen so far, what do you think is your favorite? Favorite Dino Sentai? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, damn. That's hard. We only spent three hours talking about it, so the hard <laughs> the hardest part about picking a favorite is because I know it's between Ava Ranger and Kyoryuja for me, and I have not seen Kyoryuja recently enough to properly judge this. What I'm 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 partial towards Ava Ranger right now just because I I just got through it a few weeks ago and I love it so much. Yeah, it's between mm. Zoo Ranger and Ava Ranger for me. I guess just because I haven't seen Zoo Ranger and Abba Ranger in full, and I'm comparing Ryu Soldier to Q, uh, Kill Uger, of course, Ryu Soldier beats out right. Kill Uger yeah, yeah. for me. But I think if I were to watch more of Zoo Ranger or Abba Ranger, I'd probably go with Abba Ranger from what I've seen. Like, story wise, yeah. it's pretty good, but I'd definitely yeah. say, like, Abba Ranger and Ryu Soldier are kind of matched up, you know? Mm. Oh, well, all right. Thank you guys for, uh, thank you two for joining me on this wild adventure through time and dino space. Yeah, Absolutely my pleasure. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've waited so long for this night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Blame the Heisei Riders, you know? Darn you Heisei Riders. Well, you kind of blame yourself because you're on some of those. So. Ooh. You're on all of you're, them. You're, you? you're not wrong. I wasn't... Okay, so I didn't talk much in the first one, but the last two, yeah, yeah I had a lot to say. That's probably why that was the shortest one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a burn. You're absolutely right, though. <laughs> I, I recognize this. <laughs> I mean, even tonight we went for three hours. Gee. Yeah. Man, we, we got to figure out a way to cut this down. <laughs> Sorry, but we man. have fun talking about this but we have fun talking about these shows so can't yeah. be helped sometimes so uh yeah alright well then until next time we'll see you in the next episode of the Tokenet Podcast have a good night everybody or day whatever. goodbye bye see 2020 oh crap or whatever <laughs> year you're from <laughs> The Tokunet Podcast is the official podcast of the Tokusatsu Network, your best resource for official tokusatsu news and media. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platforms such as iTunes or Stitcher. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the tokunet, where if you're at the writer tier level or higher, you can get early access to episodes and more. Team Tokunet will always be online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and of course our website, tokusatsunetwork.com. Oh my god, what the hell was that? (laughs) Sorry, that was my cat. (laughs) That was a cat? Yeah, she sneezed into a box. So it like amplified.